that time of the month. Yes, you are listening to the monthly at Winifred. Yes, here's a full yard. Here's a Kendall. Welcome to the show. Yay. Welcome. Yay. Another Thank month you. of lockdown. Another month. <laughs> but maybe it's the last month of lockdown Ooh, now. I hope so. I really <laughs> hope so. We are nearing freedom, people. Oh, my goodness. I have finally <laughs> decided to stop actually writing down the days that we've been locked down. <laughs> oh, good. You've lost, so you've lost count. That's it. That's where we're no, at. No, no. <laughs> I, I just decided this week I'm going to stop counting. <laughs> okay. No, good. Good. It's fine. Don't, you, don't need to, you don't need to count. You don't need to keep track because we're almost done. Um, yes. Yep. Yes. For those who don't live in metropolitan Melbourne... Um, yeah, our government has finally announced, thankfully, ch- due to the, the COVID-19 cases, for two days in a row now actually being zero. How amazing. Um, and also pressure from above. And pressure from... The government you know, above. The, the government <laughs> above, pressure from the Australian Retailers Association, from a lot of places. Uh, so things are op- reopening, retail is reopening and we'll be back to semi-normal in a couple of weeks when the 25k barrier is dismantled and and then Fulia and I will be able to do this in person again. Yes! Finally, I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss it and I miss you. Yes, I miss you. Yeah, I know. I miss, I miss hugs. Hugs. Miss hugs. We can hug and it'll be great. But we'll be wearing masks, of course. But yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, does that... Actually, I don't even know. Does that mean... Do we have to... Like, if you're visiting someone, do you have to wear a mask inside their house or can you take the mask off? I'm going to assume we can take our masks off in the house. In the house. Okay. But that's up to the homeowner's discretion, I believe. That, that <laughs> makes sense. If the homeowner is comfortable, then yeah, mask-free zone. Um, yes. Yes. Yes, but yeah, so that's that's probably the most exciting thing for us at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> over. We're almost, we're almost free. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. It's such a relief, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's been really hard. Yeah, for, for a lot of us that yes. don't work all the like that don't work full time or part time, um, aren't essential workers in any sense. As exactly. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of us. It's mm. it's a lot of us. But but apart from that, uh, Fulia, mm. how has your last month been in lockdown? So my month in general. Is, in general, my month has been all right. Um, I've been doing my, uh, Twitch streams and creating content for my YouTube channel. Um, that's the main thing that's been keeping me the most busy. Uh, apart from that, not a lot else has been happening. Um, I've been at home. The only time I would leave that I leave the house is if I have, a, an essential appointment that I need to go to, like my chiropractor. Yeah. Um, I finally got a chance to go visit my podiatrist this hey. month. Because <laughs> they had to lock down uh, and only allow uh, emergency type patients that really needed it rather than yeah. just your general your general care. Yes. Um, so I was glad to be able to go get my feet checked. <laughs> Good. <laughs> finally. Finally. After, after like almost three months. Um yeah, so it I'm 
I haven't really been doing much, to be honest. Uh, just been playing my games. Uh, how about yourself, Kendall? Um, yeah, for me, it's, uh, yeah, it has, again, it's just been another month of, of being at work and, and then being at home, watching things and, and yeah, repeating the cycle. It's just, that's still, it's still going on. Um, with two changes, um, so because the, the easing of restrictions in Melbourne began um, just over a week ago, uh, so uh, I took advantage of that uh, <laughs> twice now, I have. Uh, the first, I, I caught up with my lovely friend Beck, Yay! Uh, yay! Who I hadn't seen in forever, um, of course. And uh, yeah, we had a lovely uh, lunch date at Southland and got some takeaway luxa and chowed down and gas bagged for three hours straight. Sat sat in a nice park across the across from the train station there. Um, yeah, and that was really really great. Really, really great. And then today, actually, uh, the day of recording, or you know, yesterday, if you're listening to this as it's released, obviously. Um, I caught up with Christina finally. Oh, yay! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hello, Christina. Yes. Hello. <laughs> um, I yes. So we we saw each other for the first time in in four months. Um, and that was really great. We did the same thing because Christina lives near Southland, so. Uh, very convenient to be able to meet up there and we had grilled for lunch and then went to the same park and sat down and, and gas bagged for <laughs> ages and then we then we went inside the shopping centre because the weather got a, took a bit of a turn. It didn't mm. it got a bit chilly in the afternoon and there was a lot of a lot of strong winds so we uh, yeah, we nearly lost the picnic blanket at one point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we <laughs> Hightailed it out of the the elements and uh, yeah, and then uh, walked around Southland and and uh, got got a coffee and kept talking for ages and then we were like for some reason we just wandered and uh, until we ended up out front of village cinemas and you know <laughs> our natural our natural habitat really and yeah yeah we're lamenting the sight of darkness that is that has engulfed it because it's not in use. Um, Hello, so- darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to cry with you again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was emotional. Um, but we we ended up just yeah, like not even meaning to. We just walked there and stood out the front of the 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 you know the main kiosk and and talked for like two hours just standing there about yeah. everything and stuff. So we yeah, so we had a really lovely catch up. It was really, really good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So happy to be able to see friends again. And then soon, Fulia will be yes. able to see each other. And... I still need to see friends. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm still, I'm like, I'm just outside of the 25 kilometer zone of you. <laughs> you, I know. Both of us are like so close. We can't, I mean, we could probably, we could probably intersect somewhere if you wanted. We I think. could try. We could, we could try. But I mean, you know, we're so close now. I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm about to. You're about to, to you know. I don't want to. I'm not going to say. You're you're about you're about to be very busy. Oh and- yes, yes. That was the one thing I probably should have mentioned. Yes. In the month that was for me. Yes. I finally got myself a new job. Yeah. Uh, and I joined the JB family. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> 
<laughs> which then entails then in turn makes me part of the retail family once again yes so, welcome well welcome to hell it's, um. been, a, it's, been, a, it's been a full circle like I, when i first my first job was retail now i've come back around to retail <laughs> yes no it's a good it's a good it's a good industry and you're gonna love working for jb Oh, I, I already love the sound of it. Like my, my store managers seem like a lot of, lot of fun. That's um, great. After speaking to them yesterday in our little induction online meeting, which was, um, which was also a lot of fun, uh, ap- apart from the, the nitty gritty of all the information that we need to know. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of an yeah. information dump in the beginning, but that's, oh, yeah. that's every yeah. job, I suppose. Yeah. They, and they also did mention like after the first like two or three weeks you'll get the hang of it you'll love it oh and yeah you'll yeah. be fine <laughs> it's yeah it's smooth yeah smooth sailing once you get used to what you're doing like yeah you're you'll be a natural yeah absolutely i'm so yeah. so excited and happy I, ca- I can't wait i can't wait it's, I it's not it's, it's not only you know money in the pockets but it's also getting out of the house and doing something productive exactly <laughs> contributing to your mental health and to society Exactly. Yes. 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 It's no. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah. So we're going back to work. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be uh, a recap of uh, November next. Our next episode is going to be oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very. And this will be this will be my first year not working the Cup Carnival. Yeah. 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 That's right. Holy shit. I didn't even like think about that. They like I got I got a text message from my. Um, uh, from from my security company saying if they decide that they are gonna allow patrons to the cup carnival that we, they just want our availability i never responded um purely because i knew that i'd be working with jb yeah. like coming up so i was like I, i'm not gonna put my availability in just in case yeah um, no, that's fair i and plus i think i'm happier working <laughs> in the store than at the cup carnival so i'll yes. be happier <laughs> That's that. That is totally fair. I can understand that. Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good times. Yay. Good times. <laughs> Yay. Um. Yes. But uh. I mean. Yeah. Ca- so catching up with people's been the hi- pretty much been the highlight, and you know, watching a bunch of stuff. Still, you know, getting through TV shows and getting through movies, and I yep. finished. I finished Stargate Atlantis. Hey. And yes, and then I started Stargate Universe, <laughs> which I, <laughs> which I, I am halfway through. I've watched the first out of two seasons, because um, cancellations, boo. Um, so hopefully that doesn't end on an annoying cliffhanger, because I'll be pissed. Um, oh yeah. I'm anyway, st- I am still so bitter about stitches. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm still salty about um, the the way they ended it, which it didn't really. <laughs> didn't really end. Didn't nope. really end. No, <laughs> no. That's yeah. That's annoying. That's yeah. That's the problem with you know shows getting cancelled and not getting enough notice or or the ability to properly finish the way they would want. So yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I have been I have been binging. I've been binging Cheers, which yes, has been you fun. have. <laughs> classic it's a good classic sitcom yes. uh, where the jokes don't age well because <laughs> <laughs> it was made in the 80s and 90s yeah oh yeah yeah i don't like te- i don't really like ted danson's character to be honest 
<laughs> yeah, Sam is Sam is not the best human being. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, so bitch slap him as much as possible. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Too much of a man's man back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's 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 how that's the eighties, I guess. You know. Mm-hmm. Toxic masculinity everywhere. <laughs> yes. And I want to also stitch on a zip onto Carla because she is ruthless to Diane. Oh, my goodness. That's yes. how much she hates her. <laughs> yes. No, she's always, always going for Diane, like just completely roasting her every chance she gets. Like yep. she's, she's so mean. <laughs> Like every every time every time that Diane decides she's gonna quit working and she is Carla's like celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> what is where's women supporting women? women I know, lift, right? Lifting up women. God nah, damn it. Apparently Diane is too posh for her liking, so Yeah. <laughs> she she misjudges Diane way too way too soon. Oh yeah. It's alright. I mean but they have they have their nice moments. They do. They, they do have their nice moments, yeah. but um, most of the time she's just, like, hating on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not great. <laughs> so, so, but, you far, know. so far I'm in season five. Season five. Okay, so you're almost halfway. Yes. Yes. Um, there's been a few developments. Ooh. <laughs> For instance, a marriage proposal. Um, yeah. Um, but then that developed into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm kind of in the middle of season five. Um, Frasier is getting a bit more of a prominent role. Mm-hmm. So you see him a little bit more often now. Yeah. Um, probably not every single episode, but he's, he's there at least every second or every third episode. Right. Um, and he is a hoot. Uh, oh my goodness. This season we find out his connection to Lilith. Oh, okay. From you know Lilith from Frasier, his ex-wife. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. The the, the, a... the other psychiatrist that he was married right. to. Right. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. 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 In yep. Cheers, it's, it's in Cheers, while. that's where they meet. Oh no they, way! They they started off with dating in in um, like that whole process, and you can see how much they hate each other, but then are hot for each other. Oh no, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> So I think that's that's where that whole relationship began. Okay, okay. That's cool. <laughs> Which is really interesting because now I'm sort of joining all the dots from the show. Yes, because you watched Fraser you watched Fraser, watched Fraser first. first. Yes. There you go. That's <laughs> wow. It's nice. really cool. I love it. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yes. Oh. Alright. I have sipped my coffee. Fulia has sipped her her tea. Correct. <laughs> I'm like, fully doesn't drink coffee. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, that's that's me. Um, okay, I think so, it might be time yeah. to... Time to segue in from one TV show to another. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things we've been watching. And binging. And binging and re-watching. Oh, um, yes. yes, yes. Okay, so for this month, uh, we have decided to dive in to season one of The Mandalorian. Yes! Yeah, if I could do the music, I would, but I can't. Um, oh, 
God. Yes. I love the theme music. I'm sorry. I love it. It's great. It's the best. I feel like I feel like half of this episode is just going to be us talking about Ludwig Göransson's amazing score. Oh yes, it's so good. Amazing. Amazing. We love it. We 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 love it. Um, but yes, yeah, so season two of The Mandalorian starts this week on Disney Plus, hashtag not sponsored, but would really love to be. Oh yeah. Um so we thought, yeah, what better time to to get back into it, to revisit season one and have a big epic discussion about the whole thing. Um so strap in, Star Wars fans. This is gonna be fun. I can't <laughs> wait. Okay, alright. So Fulia. Yes. Take us through. Where are we? All right. Start, start so, us off. Season one, chapter one, The Mandalorian, directed by Dave Filoni, written by John Favreau, cinematography by Greg Frazier. Okay. Yes. Here we are. So, oh, my goodness. What a beginning. This is a fantastic pilot. Um, actually, just the cold open of this is so great. Yeah. Uh, just the opening scene where, you know, we, we, we meet Mando for the first time and, you know, he walks into a bar, very Star Wars. It's, it's on an ice planet. Like, it's just, yes, give me the, give me the nostalgia, um, you know. And then he, he takes down some, some, you know, drunken idiots who are ragging on this guy and then you think... Oh, good. He's the hero. He's here, you know, because the show's The Mandalorian, and we know this is The Mandalorian. He's here to save the day. And then it turns out that the guy that they are harassing is his bounty. So uh, yeah. <laughs> things don't go so well for that dude. Um, <laughs> but it's just so cool. I love the way that whole opening sequence is shot. And, you know, and for a, for a family friendly TV show, you know, there's a lot of violence in this. Um, obviously yeah. there's no blood or gore or anything. Not really. No, no, no. But, you know, a guy gets severed through a door. Uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit rough. <laughs> it's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. But it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Like, what did you think of the opening scene? Um, look, the opening scene, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it, like, I, I want to say the word, it has now become an iconic opening scene. Yeah. Only because the way that the Mandalorian enters this scene. Yeah. He gets his music. Oh. Uh, it gives me damn chills. Yes. Every goddamn <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Even watching it the second time through, and I was like, oh, that chill has not gone. <laughs> No, it is so good. It is, yeah. It's and like oh. obviously when he walks in, the only thing that is new in terms of his gear is his helmet. Everything yes. else is still rusty. It's still worn yes. out. Yes, and you like the the people in the bar think that he's just some, you know, just some rando coming through, and like they they don't realize how much of an important person he is yeah when he yeah. walks in well i mean they kind of they kind of do but i don't think they fully grasp it cuz like they no. kind of yeah. they kind of stop and notice him cuz like those guys that are ragging on his bounty or or you know are like you know 
giving him shit about you spilt my drink with when you when you came in and blah 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 and I'm like he, he's literally just crying over spilt milk like come on yeah yeah <laughs> literally you know what I yeah spilt blue milk blue uh, milk <laughs> get it um <laughs> you know what I actually liked about those those morons in the bar is the fact that um you know you've got your your aliens there looking very Star Wars very you know, heavy on the prosthetics, practical effects look amazing. Um, and, you know, they're not humans, right? And then you get the guy who looks like a human and he's the one speaking in a foreign dialect. Yeah. And the aliens are speaking English. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I really like that kind of swap of, of roles, right? I suppose. Yeah. That was it, a nice it looks touch. It looks really interesting. Like, it looks really interesting from an audience point of view seeing that. Yeah. You don't, you don't expect it. No, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all. So yeah, not like you see you see an alien that's speaking English and <laughs> and the human looking one speaking whatever alien language they're speaking. Yeah. And it's like, wait, um, what happened here? Shouldn't you be yeah. the one speaking that language? <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was very, very, very clever. Very, very cool. Yes, um, it definitely was, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so in terms of the premise for this episode, uh, for the pilot, it's basically you know, introducing us to, to Mando and, you know, after he picks up his initial bounty, he heads, um, you know, to, oh, what's the name? I forget the name of the place and I should have written it down. Uh, it's on the tip of my bloody tongue. Anyway, but he heads to the, you know, home base, I guess, mm. for for the Bounty Hunters Guild uh, and, and you know, get meets up with Grief Cargo, played by Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Um uh, an icon in his own right, Carl Weathers, um, and yeah, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and you know he gets his bounty. Uh, you know, collect. He gets his you know reward, uh, and then yeah, and then he gives him his new assignment, which is for a very high-paying client who uh, actually uh, turns out is a former Empire uh, affiliate. Um, surrounded by stormtroopers, mm-hmm. uh, played by Werner Herzog, yes, uh, the very famous actor and director, um, and yeah, and so basically the whole episode is you know him him trying to find this this bounty that is so highly sought after. The reward is just you know a mountain of Beskar, so he can you know that <sighs> Beskar. How yeah, it's cool. That that word just. It, it's nice. It gives it so much importance. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a it's it's an element that is part of the the Mandalorian Cree. Yeah. Yeah. That creed. That it's like it's their what is it like their currency or is it more so just I think it's I think it's a val it's just a valuable metal. Yeah. Like, you know, in our world, like, you know, uh you know, gems and diamonds and uh, I can't think of a, a, a sought after metal, but like, or if it's talking MCU, like vibranium. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. As a reference, just something, something that's, you know, a material that's very, you know, uh, it, it, it's worth so much to yeah. them. Yeah, um, definitely. And I love the way that this, you know, this episode introduces like, the, the Mandalorian, like, their their creed and their way of life. I mean, you get more of it through the show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, seeing just how, 
yeah, I don't know how cool they are. Um, um, but yeah, it's 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 really really and awesome. It's, it's also amazing to see how much one piece of Beskar can make part of his armor. Yeah, yeah. One piece made he one of his shoulder pads. Shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wow. And then the stack that he gets, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very. It's very impressive when he cut. You know, in the next. Yeah, the next episode when he comes back and it's. Yeah, it's it's really really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, in terms of this episode, I mean, I love I love Werner Herzog as the client. I think he's fantastic. I just love the way he delivers the line. Bounty, oh. bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Yes. Like, he says it in such a cool way. Like, Oh my gosh. Like he, it's just, I think it's just his accent that comes yeah. through and yeah. it just sounds so complicated profession. I can't do it. I can't it, do German accent. It, it sounds, <laughs> it, it sounds evil, but it's also, it sounds kind of regal almost. Yeah. It's he sort gives of it in between there. Yeah, he give he gives it such a gravitas, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's really effective. Definitely, definitely, yeah. and it really suits that role of the you know the former imperialist. Yes, and yes, absolutely. It, just, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like because he he's you know clearly quite clearly an elderly man. Yeah, you know, probably not very threatening. But then when you hear him speak, that changes. I think you. Oh yeah, y- you can tell he's someone of uh, importance. Definitely, um, yeah, 100%. and he and he he has ill intentions to uh, the bounty that he seeks uh, Mando to bring him. So yes, uh, or anyone to bring him because you know he gives uh, uh, tracking fobs to everyone, the, the entire guild, yeah, the, enti- the entire bounty hunters guild. Um, and so by the time that Mando actually gets to the planet where the bounty is. He's, you know, he's up against some competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's um, it's it's great because uh, when he gets there, I love I love that we get to meet uh, Quill, played uh, by Quill, played by um, Nick Nolte or voiced oh. by Nick Nolte, I should say. Yes. Um, and he has spoken. <laughs> oh, I love, I love I love his line. I have spoken. I, I have spoken. I have spoken. And you know that you can't speak back to him as soon as he said that line. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. I'm, that's it. That's, that's it. Full yeah. stop. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, but he's such a he's such a great character um, and so noble and Definitely. so and, and it's so nice that he's so willing to help uh, help Mando uh, get across to where the bounty is because he's like, well, many, many have been here before you and, yeah. you know, you're going to need to to learn how to ride this creature so you can get across. Yeah. And that's, that's a funny little entertaining scene <laughs> as he's trying, trying to figure out how to tame it so he yeah. can ride it. Um, those, those things are kind of cute, but not at the same time. Like with like these giant slug things on two legs. And oh, like yeah. very, very like tiny, like T Rex arms at the front. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. kind of dinosaur esque in a way. Yeah, but a little. It's, yeah, it's like it's like their own version of what the dinosaur would look like if they, it was like an alien race type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, and then I think the highlight of the episode. I don't know about you, but a hat for me. It's when we get to. Uh, the, the the small encampment where 
where the bounty is, and we meet IG-11. Yes. Uh, <laughs> voiced by Taika Waititi. Um, ah, hail <laughs> to the New Zealand god. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well said. Well said. And this is so, it's so interesting too because uh, I love IG throughout, like when he appears throughout the whole, you know, eight episodes of this season. Um, but he's so, he he's so, like he's, he's so not the kind of character that Taika usually plays. No, no way. Right? And he's, he's very much giving it to you straight but it's still hilarious yeah. like those those moments when you know um when they're when they're being you know they're under siege from all from all the you know the the fighters like or whatever trying to you know protect the bounty and um and he's like i will initiate self-destruct and mando's like what no <laughs> no like, don't <laughs> and you're still you, it's a serious moment but there's mo- so many good moments of of levity like when they like there's that weapon that's set that's like this kind of turret thing yeah it's like hovering and they've got that set up and then literally both mando and ig turn at the same time comically like, <laughs> it's like do you, you thinking what i'm like, thinking <laughs> well yeah and just it's, it's, it's well it's just kind of an oh shit moment it's like Oh crap! Okay, yeah, <laughs> the, they brought out the big guns. Yeah, um, literally. Yep, I really like that moment. Um, but yeah, um, and then uh, then of course there's the payoff uh, of the the reveal of what exactly the bounty, bounty is. is. Ah. And we get to meet Baby Yoda. Yes, the kid, <laughs> the, ch- the, ch- the kid, the child. The child. Yes. <laughs> That doesn't have a name yet. No. Um, oh my re- goodness. The cutest <sighs> thing. Just the ever. little little sounds it makes that are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those yeah. big googly cute the eyes. Big eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Melt your heart. <laughs> yes. So good. It's so so good. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! And you have, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you have Mando just standing over this this creature, thinking mm. this was what the fuss is all about. Like, it's just this yeah. little baby thing. Like, and why he do just, they? He's like, I don't understand why he's such a big fuss. Yeah, like, why do they? What do they want with a kid? What is what's so special about it? And you know, and, but then he was also confused because they told him it was fifty years old. Yeah. And then seeing that it's a baby, and then IG explains that you know it must be from a species that who ages different, respectively, to everything else. Yeah, and, which is true from what we know about uh, Yoda, for example. He, I think, at the time, either the time of his death or I can't, I don't know. There's, I can't remember exactly w- what time it is, but he's he's around the seven hundred year old mark. Mm. Yoda is when he dies. Yeah, um, from memory. So yeah, so that's just an example of. How where, they age, yeah. How they age and where Baby Yoda fits into it. So, mm. um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say about episode one before we move on? We can't go past the fact that the cinematography of this whole show is amazing. Yeah, it's so great from start to finish, on point. Yeah, uh, Greg Fraser. Oh my goodness, great, great cinematography in this episode. The just the the establishing shots. Yeah. The, the amazing close-ups, the even the even the back the backlighting to give you that silhouette 
of the characters. Like even mm-hmm. from the opening, you get the silhouette of, you know, of Mando and it's, yeah, it's amazing. I, yeah. I, I love that. And just overall consistency throughout the whole show. It is probably my favorite thing about watching the Mandalorian, just being in awe of the scenes, the way that they're shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also watched the gallery for this. Yes. I'm pretty sure you have as well. I've watched, the, I've watched a couple of the episodes of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so majority of the majority of the scenes are filmed in an actual room, the room. Yeah. And it's like this massive screen where they input all of the information so that it comes up on the screen. And also while the cameraman is filming, so the cinematographer could then see, the director can see all the other bits of CG that's going to actually be there. And it's live while they're filming. That's so cool. That technology is insane. Like I would be in heaven to be able to work with a crew that has the ability to use that kind of technology while they're filming, you know, a, an amazing show or a movie at, you know, yeah. at this, at this level. It, it mm-hmm. is just astonishing. It blows my mind. Yeah. Like if I hadn't have watched the gallery, I would not have had an inkling that this was all done inside a warehouse. Like seriously. Yeah. It is insane. And yeah. that's what I love about, filming and just checking out the behind the scenes of any film, mm-hmm. um, let alone sci-fi. Sci-fi just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they implement different elements into the, into the show or the film. I just, I absolutely love it. So big props to the cinematographers throughout this mm-hmm. show, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on then to episode two. Yes. Uh, or should I say chapter two? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Child, which is uh, directed by Rick Famuyiwa, written by John Favreau. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation because I don't know. Cinematography by Baz Idoin? I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Baz. Let's just leave it to Baz. 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 <laughs> Barry, Bezza, you're, you're fantastic. <laughs> Tell me how to say your name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. Um, yes. Anyway, he's brilliant. Yes. So, yes. So, basically, um, he has Baby Yoda. He goes back to his ship, the Razor Crest, to find that it's being uh, basically torn apart by a group of Jawas. Uh Yes. And uh, then he teams up with Quill, who uh, helps him uh, negotiate with the Jawas. And they're like, we want this egg. Go get this egg. Suga. The Suga. Yeah. Suga. 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 Yeah. I love the way that they get excited when when they, you know, when they talk about this egg. This egg. Yeah. Yeah. It's so It's so funny. Yeah. So they. Yeah. So he. um. He has to go get this egg from this mud horn and then, you know, and then we we get the egg and then we come back and then he gets the ship fixed and then he's on his way. Yes, um, yes. So, yes. so in, that's, that's in, what yeah. happens. So episode. initially we, we, we see that, you know, the Mandalorian's ship is be, has been pulled apart 
of all whatever parts from his ship. Yeah. And so he can't go anywhere. No. <laughs> he's stuck. He's stuck and he's not happy about no, it at all. No. He like he tries to he tries to chase after the, Look, the Jawas. I understand his anger and, mm-hmm. and his frustration because I would be the same. I if oh, I yeah. if I came across my ship that has just been torn apart for into pieces and yeah. all I, all is left is a shell. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be, I'd be pretty angry too when I see those little Jawas. <laughs> yeah, and you really, you really get a good sense of that when you know when Quill's with him and they're trying to negotiate, and the Jawas are like, "Well, you know, he needs to put his gun down. We, <laughs> put, well, not, down not, put down your weapon before we start any kind of negotiation." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's true. But what I was getting at was like the fact that. Um, He's frustrated because the Jawas want something from him so he can get his stuff back. And he's like, why should I have to pay them for yeah. for something they stole from me that's exactly, mine? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, which is such such a good point. And it's kind of frustrating as the viewer. To, but that's just, you know, the Jawas, they don't, they don't care... They they don't as far as they're concerned it was a, it was a ship ripe for the taking yeah pretty um, much yeah but so that you know the fact that Quill helps again again helps Mando um, is is just lovely and a testament to to his character and stuff and the you know. patience that that, <sighs> that that I don't know what to call him I um, can't remember what he's called I yeah. know his name I'm the <laughs> Oh my god! I'm I'm just gonna because the, it now. because because Mando was referring him to that until Quill was like, I have a name. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. We don't find out what Quill's name is until the uh, the second last episode. Mm. Um. So yeah, and at this point, he is referred to as um. Oh my god! What he is his creature? It doesn't say in the initial description. It doesn't say Ugnaught. He's an Ugnaught. That's, that's it. it. That's it. So he's an Ug. So so yeah. Mando refers to him as the Ugnaught. Yeah. Um. Yes. So that's what he's known as until we find out in episode seven. That is his name. Mm. Yeah. Quill. 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 Um. So that, I also really that, that Ugnaught has some patience with the Mandalorian yes. and with the yes. Jawas. Just. It's yeah. It's amazing how that character has, you know, just that that way of just being like, it's okay, stay calm. Mm-hmm. They will understand. We we just need to negotiate. Let's get through this. Yeah. We don't need to have any kind of confrontation here. <laughs> yeah, and he he stays he stays very calm throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't let anything get to him. Even you know, but. He's just trying to help Mando, and Mando's very frustrated, obviously, as we've said. But he doesn't let Mando's frustration uh, affect him mm-hmm. at any at any rate at all. Exactly. He's just like, no, this is what we're gonna do. I have spoken. Like, yes. it's just <laughs> yeah. It's basically end of it. sentence. Let's move end on. Of, end of discussion. <laughs> That's the end of that chapter. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I really like just to keep talking about Quill for a second. I really like the exchange between him. And Mando at the end of this episode when, like, after, you know, he successfully retrieves, uh, you know, the egg and gets all of his, you know, the pieces of his ship back and yeah. they, and then Quill helps him reassemble it. Um, I love says, that, that little uh, montage of them fixing the ship. It was, yeah, it was it's so great. nice. It's really great. And yeah. then, it, you know, it ends with Mando just being like, you know, I, w- 
I, I could use someone like you on my crew. Mm. Um, you know, and he, off- he offers, you know, he's like, I can pay handsomely. And then Quill's like, no, no, I worked my whole life to, so, I, you know, I, now to I can retire and to, to buy, and to buy yeah. my freedom. Yeah. So I, so I, I don't want to work for anyone else anymore. And yeah. And, and Mando's just like, I understand. Like they don't have a, there's no debate or argument about it. Like Ma- exactly. I think Mando, Mando raises- does insist that he should and. Yeah. Yeah, being raised as part of the the Mandalorian creed, he can understand the honor of that. Yeah. Of having having done your time basically. Exactly. Respecting respecting his wishes wishes. Yeah. So that's that's really really nice. I love that exchange. Yeah. Um let's talk about Baby Yoda. <laughs> Cuz this is the first full episode with Baby Yoda. Yes. <laughs> and we get to see him use the force oh, for the yeah. first time. Oh yeah! What a moment! Oh my goodness! It's 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 a good it's a really good moment to to be able to pull that out as well. Um, it's just the oh my goodness! It's it's just so cute the way that he he can see that the Mandalorian is gonna is in trouble and he's not able to kill this. Mudhorn at all. Yeah. It just keeps charging at him at every angle. And he's getting covered in mud. And so he's having a hard time standing up because of the weight of all that mud. Yeah. And it's like that final charge that the Mudhorn's coming uh, at. And the Mandalorian's just, you know, just crouching down. He's holding with up his, his with his dagger. Weapon, he's yeah. like he's ready just and his buddy's also cowering away in a, like a little bit because he's obviously afraid that he's going to die in that yeah. moment. Yeah. But then you see that it something doesn't happen. Yeah. And then you cut to the mud horn just floating in the air. And if because and then you cut back to baby Yoda with his eyes closed and just he's, And he's doing the he's reaching out and just using thing. using Ugh. his force and it gives the Mandalorian a chance to just move out of the way and kill the the Mudhorn. And knowing that Baby Yoda's like, okay, he's done it. I can let go. And then just that cute little, huh, where he oh just my God. falls back because every he's time. exhausted his energy. <laughs> every, every goddamn time Baby Yoda uses the force in this thing, in this whole show, He's just, he conks himself out immediately afterwards. He's just like, and I'm done. I'm take, taking a moment. Like just, it's, it's you obvious, guys keep going. It's obvious that because he's still, still young, that he doesn't have as much strength to hold that no. kind of energy for as long as most Jedi, I suppose, can. Yeah. Um, so... He's still at the stages of the fact that he's still weak, but he's still yeah. but he's but strong enough yeah. to be able to hold off that kind of attack for yeah. a like a significant period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. And it's it's so interesting because, you know, this is uh creating such an insight into that species because it is out of all of all of the Star Wars lore, at least that I know, um, we actually don't know what Yoda is, what the child is, what their species is, where they come from, why they're so powerful and it, and you know in touch with the Force the way mm, they are. Like yeah. we know nothing, so this is like giving us extra background information, mm. I guess, into into their species and and you know obviously they're born Force sensitive, but to the nth degree. Yeah. Like 
Yeah, and so it's it's kind of cool that you know even though yeah that they are incredibly force sensitive, they still have to train. They still have to build up a. Uh, I don't know if it's tolerance, I guess, for, for, you know, using, it's like, I guess being, being, it's like being fit for a race, I suppose, you're sprinting, you want to be, to be able to, you know, work at max capacity and run yeah. as fast as you can, you know, you need to train, and so, yeah, I suppose he'd be pretty close to, like, if the Jedi Academy was still a thing, he'd probably be, or wherever his home world is, I imagine they probably have a whole way of life there dedicated to training their species up yeah exactly um, to becoming jedi but it's just so it's so intriguing um yeah i'm i think the addition of baby yoda yes on one ha- one hand we know was was made to sell toys made to sell merchandise it's star wars has always been about merchandise okay yeah um, it always has been and so that's fine yeah but i just love it's just such a genius decision to to give us this character who is really going to pull at your heartstrings. And I remember watching it for the first time. Like, it wasn't as stressful this time because I knew Baby Yoda was going to be okay. Yeah. Because there are so many moments throughout this whole thing where the poor child is in peril. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And even when he, like, you know, passes out from using the Force, you're you're still like, no, are you okay? What's happened? Yeah, like, you feel feel that that, that sympathy for, for him because you're like, oh, no please tell me you didn't die. And then you just see him just sleeping because he's just drained his energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty harrowing. Yeah. At, t- at times, but it's okay. He's fine. Yeah. They, he's w- okay. they, they wouldn't kill baby Yoda. They better. They Why better would they? He's the star of the show now. <laughs> exactly. He's where the money is. Exactly. <laughs> the money, baby. Um, <laughs> Yes. Okay, Fulia. Yes. Uh, what What's our third episode? All righty. So, Chapter 3, The Sin. Mm. Re- directed by Deborah Chow. Written by John Favreau. Cinematography by Greg Frazier. Okay. Yes. So, the basic premise of this episode sees Mando obviously return um, to Grief Karga. Um, and to uh, the client mm-hmm. to deliver to deliver the child, um, and instantly we see Mando is uh, concerned for the little one because he's not sure what they're going to do, especially because they're ex Empire. There's going to be some malicious intent going on, um, but nevertheless he he decides to to get on with it, and he goes to grief, and you know he's like, I just want to. I just want another job, want to keep going. But then he decides to screw all that and uh, rescue Baby Yoda from from the client and from the clutches of the former Empire. So, yeah. Yeah, this is a great episode. I I really, really like this one um, quite a bit. Uh, Yeah, Deborah Chow uh, does such a cool job directing this, especially the action set pieces in the final, like, five, ten minutes of this episode. Yeah. Um, or even, like, the final 15 minutes. Like, from the moment uh, Mando enters the, you know, their, their little hideaway um, and just takes down one stormtrooper after the other, it's so satisfying to watch. Yeah. Um, 
and rescuing baby Yoda and then getting out and then being ambushed by all the, the bounty hunters guild because then they're like, well, you know, we still want, you know, we'll pay handsomely for you to get, get Mando and have him bring the child back to us. So they're all, they all ambush him at the end of the episode and it's just shot so well. And I love the, it's a genuine surprise to see the Mandalorians, you know, in with their jetpacks flying up yeah, and flying in that, to the rescue. That reveal is just crazy because... It's awesome. You, it's one of those things where you know that from earlier on in that episode, they're talking about the fact that they can't show themselves because he's always the one out getting all the bounties. <laughs> Yeah. So they always have to hide away. They hide away, yeah. But this time around in, in that and in that particular scene where they come to his his aid, it's it's just it's you can see that they are the the camaraderie, the familiness of being a Mandalorian. Yes, especially because also earlier in this episode it's the first time the phrase this is the way is mentioned exactly exactly and oh man i love that phrase it's It's so cool isn't it man it just it's so empowering for some for some weird reason (laughs) yes and uttered uttered by one emily swallow oh um, that lovely lady armorer yes she's wonderful isn't she oh my goodness i had no idea it was actually emily swallow until i saw the cast list yeah there you go and like when so I, she's, when put, I, when she's I, when putting I, on a bit of an accent. Yeah, when I first watched it, um, oh my goodness, Emily Swallow. Like the only the only thing that I the only other things that I know her from is from Supernatural. Yeah, me too. And I think I've seen her in another show, but I can't remember what it was. Okay, um, that's all right. But she is amazing. The way she speaks, it's very mm-hmm. eloquent. I love her voice. Oh, it is so. It's it's kind of soothing in a way. When she speaks, yeah, it it's, is. It's not. It's not very. It's not like she's being the boss. She's no. just saying what is. So yeah, well, sh- she's very wise. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. sorry. That's what. It, that's where I was trying to get to. I'm like, I'm trying yeah. to think of the word. <laughs> yeah, wise. Yeah, she's, she's the wise very, one. Very wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that they've got a female Mandalorian doing the armory. Yeah, that's cool. It is. Uh, that is awesome. I love yeah. that. And yeah, she's great. So good. Um, and she and she is the one that you know that says that if you are deemed worthy of a signet, mm. that is a very significant thing to have that kind of power, I suppose. But it's yeah, it's not like like I said, she's not a boss, but she's just she, she's elderly. She's got this elderliness to her. She's like, like you said, she's wise, and yeah. and she knows when the Mandalorians are worthy of something. Yeah, and I feel like she's just kind of the de facto leader mm. of the 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 remaining members of the the Mandalorian creed. Yeah, that are kind of in hiding here on this planet. Um, yeah, so she's it's it's really really cool. I love I love that aspect of the Mandalorian lore. Um, having this armor, uh, you know, be be this person, and uh, you know, talk about have you know having the signet as a rite of passage, uh, you know, which spoilers, 
Uh-huh. Spoilers. Why am I saying spoilers? This whole podcast is yep. a spoiler. But the ending, you know, Mando gets his uh, signet at the end of the se- of the of season one, um, and then he gets his his jetpack as well, which they call a different name, and I've forgotten. I've also f- I should have written down the yeah. name of the jetpack. <laughs> Hang on. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I'll, we will. Fi- I'll, I'll I'll Google it in episode eight. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, but no, but no, this, this episode is fantastic and uh, one of the other cool aspects that is kind of an, uh, a, a, a beat, I suppose, that the, the script kind of keeps coming back to is stormtroopers being terrible marksmen, which is something we know to be true yep. anyway <laughs> since, since episode four in 19, 19, 1990, 1977, New Hope, um, <laughs> They can't. They can't shoot to save their lives. Um, but there's a really nice callback to episode one in this. I, I, I mean, at least I've pieced it together that way. So there's during the the moment where Mando is, you know, gone in, rescued Baby Yoda, and he's trying to get out. Um, there's that scene where he's like surrounded by four different stormtroopers, mm. and then he uses that that cool like wep- like little. Like the uh, what are they the the whistle the whistlers the whistles the whistling whistling something yeah whatever they were called those cool little missiles that come out of his, yeah, uh, his yeah, wrist yeah. they're fantastic and he uses that and it's so cool but the the reason I mention it is because in episode one uh, when he initially goes to meet the client there's you know he's obviously uncomfortable with the fact that they're all ex empire. Uh, people mm. and there's four stormtroopers in the room at the time and then he's you know Mando's expressing his dislike of it and the one of the stormtroopers goes we have you four to one and then Mando just says I like those odds yeah <laughs> which is kind of a double reference because a in episode three it gets called back when he takes four of them out in one go um, <laughs> so clearly the odds are in his favor yeah but then then it's also just a general reference to the fact that, you know, Han Solo is one of his famous lines is never tell me the odds. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's just, I just, I just love those little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. It's there. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about the sin before we move on? I just, I love the fight scenes that were in this. They're so great. In this episode. There were just, yeah. there were a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely choreographed very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so prop, yeah. props to the choreographer of the of the action scenes. Yes, and all the the stunt the stunt the, crew as oh, well. Oh yeah, definitely. Incredi- incredible work. I I also want to mention, and I I his name his name just um is like I can't think of it. But the actual performance actor, the stunt double for the Mandalorian. Oh. Um, oh, let's let's find let's find out who that is. <laughs> Because I apologize. Like, no, it's okay. It's all right. Um, God, I wish there was. I'm looking at the cast list, and I feel like there should be a Mandalorian performance artist, but it doesn't. I don't know if it says. I don't know. There's a lot. There's probably a few because yeah, I don't think because the, the the that was the the curious thing about about it is like. Because we never see Pedro Pascal's face no. until the until the last episode. Yeah, like everyone's like talking about online, like is he really in the suit? Like is he just because you, you see in the behind the scenes, obviously that he's not in the suit all the time, mm. and 
you know, he's doing all of his uh, dialogue is pretty much voiceover that is recorded separately. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, there so we go. Can... Uh, Latif Crowder is one of the stunt doubles for The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Um, the other stunt double is Brendan Wayne. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shout so, out to them. Yeah. So one of them is because they, they talk about it in the gallery. One of the stunt doubles. So I think Brendan Wayne is really good with the gun action. Mm-hmm. So with like the gun, the gun slinging, using the guns in the action scenes where Latif Crowder is very good with the martial art ex- aspect of it all, of the fighting. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's it just props to both of them for pulling it off really well. Yes. It is so good. I, I yes. absolutely love those particular action scenes. Yes. It's so, so, so fun. So, so by their powers combined, they are the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, exactly. <laughs> and then with Pedro Pascal and his voice makes it. Yes, makes it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. No. No. They they do incredible work. All the all the stunt all the stunt stuff throughout the series is super impressive. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Super impressive. Oh, okay, episode four, shall we? Yes. All right. Uh, so episode four is called, uh, well, chapter four, Sanctuary. Uh, it's directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, written by John Favreau, and cinematography is by our mate Baza. Um, <laughs> this is what I'm going to call him now. So, <laughs> I can't say his last name. No. Baz. <laughs> Baz the legend. Um, yeah, Sanctuary. Now, I remember uh after watching this really enjoying it but then going to work the next day and talking about it with my like-minded star wars uh co-workers Mm -hmm. and discussing then the general consensus was this episode wasn't as good as the previous ones they didn't like it as much um and i can kind of see why because i suppose this is the first episode where we kind of get a... It's a bottle episode. It's a yeah. contained storyline. Whereas the first three kind of are like a three-part f- continuing through story. Yeah. Um, it's very... They're obviously very over, overarching plot-driven. Yeah. Um, and this is the first one that kind of slows that momentum right down. Um, because the premise is, you know, basically after, uh, after Mando and the child have uh, gotten away... Um, they they're trying to look for somewhere to hide out, yeah. and so they f- they find this backwater planet on the outer rim, um, and and settle down amongst these villages. And uh, we meet Cara Dune, uh, for the first time, Bad, a former badass woman. Oh, oh sh- she's wonderful. Love her. A, f- a former rebellion soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just amazing. And uh, and then you know we end up well, her and Mando end up getting involved in helping these villagers, uh, being pro- you know helping protect them from um, and some scavengers farm, yeah. and their farm from from being slaughtered and having all of their crops stolen. Um, and from the yeah. Sorgan. Yes. And it's it's a fantastic episode. Sorry, not, I, not Sorgan. What am I saying? Um, they're, they're Clatoonian? Okay. I don't yeah, know. Because the Sorgan, the Sorgans Sorgan's are the people. Sorgan's the planet? Yeah, Sorgan is the planet where the, and the, it's also the race of the people that live in that planet. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay. So I'm reading it incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. Behind the scenes, shenanigans. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're we're doing good. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, this is this is good. So it's I I really I don't know I don't I can I guess I can see why people don't love this episode. But for me, I I really enjoy it. Like out of the, um, I guess because the, there's only three there's three episodes in this whole season that are bottle episodes out of the three this is my favorite mm. of the bottle episodes yeah definitely easily. i I, I, um, I agree i really enjoyed the introduction of cara dune yeah um, just the way that they're like sussing each other out and then all of a sudden they go into like this this back side of the of the bar and they have their own little fight yeah <laughs> to the point where they they're about to shoot each other, oh, it's but then great. Baby Yoda is just there sipping on his sipping <laughs> sipping on his bone broth, having a good old time. <laughs> they it's just like, they look over like, to up, him. Guys? They're like looking over to him. They're like, okay, he's there. We better stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want some food? <laughs> uh yeah. It's 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 great. Um, yeah, it's re- it's really really nice. Like I love I love their their initial. Um, interactions but I think I think my favorite thing about this well okay I have a couple of favorite things about this episode but just on baby Yoda my favorite thing about him in this episode is this is when we actually finally start to see some personality come through Mm. with him and how mischievous he is (laughs) and I feel like that just must be a part of his race because Yoda is very mischievous as we as we know um when we first meet him in Empire uh on Dagobah He's messing with Luke the whole time. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, and then Baby Yoda is in, you know, the cockpit of the Razor Crest, and he's like, he's like pressing, the, uh, he's pressing the button. Is, is <laughs> he's on that? No, he's on. He's on the control of he's the, on the ship, control, and he's yeah. making it. He's making it turbulent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so funny. Um, and then when they finally touch down on on the planet. Um, and Mando's just like, okay, stay here. I'm gonna go get us some lodging, and and I'll be back. Don't touch anything. Stay. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Stay. Just stay. And then I love the shot, and it's such a great shot when he lowers the gantry and it comes down, and then it reveals Baby Yoda at his by his side at his feet, like he it's didn't like, listen to him at it's all. Like, no, I want to come with you. <laughs> And then he's just like, okay, I guess you can come. Yeah. And then and then he and then we see him like walk for the first time, like waddle, waddle, waddle. Oh Oh my goodness, his tiny little steps. I died. I I I ascended to a higher plane of existence. Yes. I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing and and cooing over this little thing. Like I so that's yeah. Baby Yoda is like this is like I said, this is really where he starts to kind of you know become become loved even more i think it's where he starts to shine yes <laughs> yes exactly right um yeah what what are your favorite things about this episode do you any moments stand out to you so i i really enjoyed the fact that the farmers just wanted to protect their village and they weren't yes. going to go anywhere and uh, no. even with the mandalorian and with kara just insisting that they need to leave because these, these, you know, these, um, what do you call them? Raiders will not leave them alone. They, no. they just, they're going to keep attacking. And especially yeah. with the ATST by their side as their main weapon, um, to scare them. Oh, oh my God. I, okay. That apart from baby Yoda, 
that ATST was my favorite thing yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Because it's creepy as shit. Oh yeah. It's like, it's it's as if it's oh. got its, it's got a mind of its own. Yeah. But you think to yourself, well, it's got to be piloted by someone, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like you know they're piloted by 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 you know someone or something, yeah. but you never ever see Who unless yeah, you know yeah. you get an interior shot of the cockpit, mm. like from the outside. You don't know. You, can, you don't have no idea. So and, and all you see they, is this glowing eyes. They lit it. Oh my genius! Glowing like, red eyes to make it look just as <sighs> evil as what it usually is. Like. And it's, it's something that's not been done in Star Wars. Like, obviously, this is not the first time we've seen ATSTs, but we've never seen them in a darkened forest at nighttime with glowing red eyes. Yeah, no, exactly. It, Holy it's, it's, shit. It's, a, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like that wolf that's about to come and get you, where you, where you just see the eyes first in that, in that darkness. It's so, so good. Yeah. I, I just... I love it. I love it so much. I couldn't love it more. I couldn't love it more. I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, and so Bryce Dallas Howard, man. Yeah. Oh, fucking definitely. Hats off. Yeah. Hats off to her. And the the fact that the like I said, the farmers just wanted to stand their ground and f- fight them and just protect their farm and their village and just their families. And so you know, Kara and the Mandalorian have to teach them how to fight, mm. how mm-hmm. to handle weapons. And, yep. you know, set up traps to get the ATST to fall into, um, which is another thing. Like when they get to the point where they're trying to entice this giant robot to, into a lake that's deeper than what it actually seems to be, the hesitance from that rope from that ATST initially mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. just like, wait, how can that thing even tell? what's going on like seriously just step forward right <laughs> yeah it's like it's got a personality of its own yeah and you're like just walk go forward i'm like yelling at the screen <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how deep it is just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and um. i just I, and I, I love the whole payoff in the end where it comes down to the fact that they literally have to get up close to be able to entice it in even more for it to actually work. Yeah, and I really like—I actually really liked that those moments when Kara had to kind of put herself in danger to in order to get the ATSC to come yeah. forward. And her, her and Mando make such a great team. Definitely. Like they—I mean—they wouldn't have been able to take down these the the atst and the the these scavengers uh you know on their own Mm. so you know it's a group effort with the farmers as well but just i just love those moments we see them working together um i think it's yeah i think they're fantastic oh yeah um yeah i I hope we get a lot more of that in season two yeah definitely um yeah and before we move on i just wanted to shout out julia jones who plays omera um kind of the main farm lady that yeah. we see Man- Mando talking to. Yeah. Um, she's she's a wonderful actress and uh, I really loved, even though you can't... Man, I, I'm pretty sure in those moments it's got to be Pedro Pascal inside the suit mm. when he's not... There's no heavy, like, stunt work required yeah, yeah. because because other, otherwise, whoever it is, the acting is so good because you can't see his face. You can't... All you've got is this basic body language, but you can tell, 
Like Julia Jones and him are working so well off each other yeah. that you you believe this chemistry that they have. Definitely, you know he sells it with the way he stands and 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 his voice so much, especially his voice. Like he really communicates so beautifully, like on so many levels. Yeah, what he's what he's feeling. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was just I was so impressed. And that moment where she tries to take off his helmet, his helmet, and you think. You think for half a second he's because she gets pretty close. Oh yeah. So you're like, is it going to happen? Because you know, he we get some backstory on that this episode. You know, once a Mandalorian removes the helmet, they can never put it back on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so more more law building. Um, yeah, which is awesome. The one thing um, I will yeah. mention about that whole helmet thing. That end scene where he's watching the children play with baby Yoda and he's just standing at the window uh, with the food, the plate of food, just yeah. he puts it on the windowsill. He takes off his helmet, but you don't yeah. see anything. No, no. And you wonder, because that window is significantly large. And you can see the people, you know, it's, they're not that far away. No. Like they could easily look. I thought the same thing. I even made a note of it. I was like, surely they can see his Someone face from that Someone definitely distance. would have looked that way, even if it was just purely like as a natural instinct to look that way. Yeah. Yeah. They would have seen a face. They would have seen his face. And that's. I mean, that's the thing I should clarify is that it's not just the removing of the helmet. It's. It's. I mean, because obviously they have to remove the helmet to to eat yeah or dr- or drink anything um but you know it's someone it's all about some a, a living thing seeing mm. your face um but yeah I, that kind of that on a rewatch I, that was something i didn't pick up the first time but on a rewatch i know same as you i was just like what the hell i noticed it the first time around and okay. i was like well how if they if he's watching out of this giant window that has nothing in front of it he's watching baby yoda and the kids Assumedly, you'd think someone else would have seen into that window. Yeah, like one of the like one of the villagers definitely would have seen him in yeah, some yeah, respect. Yeah. So that's why so... for me it was just like he took it off then, and yet he's the whole the whole thing of it of the Mandalorians not taking off their helmets was 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 mentioned and you just um my mind was a bit boggled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's probably the first notable error i guess i don't know just oh, maybe just... they've done it on purpose for a reason but I, i'm just i just don't know what that reason is yeah yeah that's no, that's a good apart, point apart from the fact that he's going to eat so yeah 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 it's no very very good point yeah. thank you for bring, bringing that up <laughs> i almost forgot about that <sighs> okay all right on to the next episode fulia yes chapter four Five, five, sorry, five. <laughs> I was going to say. Can <laughs> we try that again? <laughs> Chapter five, The Gunslinger, directed by Dave Filoni, written by Dave Filoni, and cinematography by Baz Iduine. I'm gonna. Here we go, Iduine. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll just say Iduine yes. until we get told. I'm going to assume or, that's what it is because that's what it sounds it's like, like to me. Or maybe it's like Iduine, like Tatooine. <laughs> it could be. It could it be. It could be. It could be. Yes. Who knows? Yes. So the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this episode kicks off um, with uh, the Razor Crest in space being uh, pursued by a bounty hunter. Because one thing we forgot to mention at the end of Sanctuary is uh, the fact that they that they're 
uh, Mando and the child are planning on settling down there because they've been embraced by the community and Baby Yoda's made some friends. They're like, well, this could be a good place. And then Mando's like, I'm going to go, but I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the child here. Yeah. But then obviously a bounty hunter finds them and almost kills Baby Yoda. And I tell you what, I stopped breathing oh, for about yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. That was that was intense. Mm-hmm. So obviously they had to leave. Um, and so we catch up with them in space and they're being pursued by Bounty Hunter and the ship gets uh, damaged. Um, but because we're, uh, we happen to be on the outer rim of the galaxy, what other famous Star Wars planet is on the outer rim? Uh, that would be Tatooine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tatooine. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and basically Mando touches down in Mos Eisley, um, a very, very iconic location in the Star Wars lore, and uh, the ship gets repaired. Uh, meanwhile, he needs money to pay for said repairs, mm-hmm. so he, t- he teams up with a, a first-time bounty hunter to go and retrieve... Um, uh, his bounty, which is a very, very notorious uh, assassin, um, played by uh, Ming Na Wen, one of my favorite actresses. Fennec, the voice, Fennec Shand. Fennec, Fennec Shand. Yes, the voice of Mulan. Oh, as well. yes, it is. Ming Na, <laughs> Ming Na, she is. Um, yes. So, and then things don't exactly go entirely according to plan. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think of this episode, Fulia? Um, probably one of the frustrating episodes for me because okay. Toro, Toro Calican was just this annoying little brat <laughs> that just yeah. wanted to get into the guild, apparently. Yeah. And he just, he's, he's easily manipulated into um, letting go Fennec and going after the Mandalorian instead. Mm-hmm. And that just frustrated me because me too. I was like, <laughs> "Dude, what are you doing? Just take this mm. chick in. Don't worry about him. He's a hard person to get." <laughs> yeah, you don't even know, man. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Doe, Mando. So probably. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. There. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so. Kind of, I have to say, probably not my favorite episode. Um, I look, I, there are things about it that I did enjoy. I, I love the fact that the place that he left his ship to get repaired at the I forgot the lady's name. I don't even know if she's her name is even we don't, mentioned. We don't no, we don't hear her name. No, no. Um, but um, it's play. She's played by Amy Sedaris. Yes, uh, um, Pelimoto. Yes, yeah, Pelimoto. Yes, and just the the fact that. She's she's got her own little tricks up her sleeve when she finds Baby Yoda come out of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, where'd you come from? Oh, I'm yeah. going to make sure when he comes back that I'm going to charge him extra <laughs> for looking after you. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, I really like, I really like that. Yes. Yeah. That, that was cool. That, that, that character is like, she's, she's, she seems, she seemed really nice. She's doing a job. Yes. So, you know, it's like, I'm trying to make a living here, dude. So yeah. you got to make sure you pay me. Um, exactly. And it's, it's cute the way that she handles um, Baby Yoda in that, in that particular scene. And it's mm-hmm. and just throughout the episode. Um, what are those little droids called? 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're just like mechanic, mechanic droids yeah. of some kind. I, I like, I, I like those droids. They're cute. <laughs> yeah, they're very cute. I love the way that you know they they like shut down and they they, yeah. they kind of go into themselves and become this circle on the floor. Like, it's like a little that's, a little saucer, like a little yeah yeah little spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure those those droids are featured in episode one. Mm, mm. Um, I'm because I'm pretty sure Anakin has some maybe. I don't know. It's been a year since I watched Phantom Menace last, so I could be wrong. I'm remembering that, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he has one. He has a couple of those droids. Mm, yeah. Because I, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, you're not alone, Fulia. Um, this is, this is definitely my least favorite episode mm. of the whole show. Yeah. So far. Um, not to say it's a bad episode. No, no. I just, it's good. It's, I, I just, compared to all the others, I just didn't enjoy it as much, which, Disappoints me quite a bit considering it's written and directed by Dave Filoni. Yeah. And he's the king. Uh, you know, he's such he has such an eye for for story and for characters and uh and as a director, you know, coming from um you know, I mean he comes from animation, you know, he worked on Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. Um and then uh obviously Star Wars Clone Wars is his big uh entry into the Star Wars canon. Um, which you know led to him working on Mandalorian. Um, so he he knows his Star Wars. He knows what he's doing. And look, the writing is good. The world building here is good. Like, um, but I just I don't know. There's just I mean, yeah, I didn't really like um, Calican either. Mm. He was a bit of a brat. Yeah. Um, a young kind of very impressionable, you know, uh, bounty hunter. But you know, I not the best of characters. Um, just in terms of being so easily swayed by Finnick. Yeah. Like you, like you said. Um, yeah. So he, that kind of frustrated me a bit. And, uh, and I really liked Fennec Shand though. I wanted, I wanted more of her. Um, especially because as I said before, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of Ming-Na Wen, um, mostly for her portrayal of Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and she's, you know, she's someone that generally plays the hero, Mm. plays plays the protagonist. So I've never seen her play kind of a, an antagonist, a villainous kind of role. And Fennec kind of seemed to be that character clearly. Mm. Um, and she's talked about as this, you know, the way Calican, you know, and, and Mando describe her as being like the baddest, you know, the, the most fierce, fierce and fearsome, uh, you know, uh, assassin. Yeah. In the in the entire, you know, and she work that she works for the huts. Like she's built up as this big thing, and you know, she's very impressive when we see her. Like, she, uh, you know, she, you know, it takes a lot of effort for them to take her down. Mm-hmm. But oh god, I would have, wa- I would have loved to have seen more. I was so annoyed that they they killed her. Yeah. Because I'm just like, man, she definitely she, she was badass. She was definitely an interesting character. Um. That even though like they built her up for me, apart from her her sniper shots when they were trying to get closer to her, that was the impressive thing for me. The yeah. the rest of it wasn't so much. Um, well, I mean the ha- the hand to hand combat oh, yeah. was kind of cool. That was that was cool. I re- I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, I it just the the fact that they've made her this, this big thing, this this really renowned assassin. And yeah. and all of a sudden she was that easy to capture. Like, come on. And now, well, and now she's and now she's and now dead. She's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like uh, I didn't really buy 
uh, Calican disposing of her that easily. Yeah. You know, I I didn't I I I did not get sold on that. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when a certain god of mischief uh, suffered a death in, at the hands of, of the Mad Titan in Avengers: Infinity War. Um, <laughs> because that's not how that would have gone down. Can you tell I'm still bitter? It's been nearly three years. Hashtag salty AF. <laughs> Hashtag salty AF. Because Loki is better than that. Anyway. He's got his own show now. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what else we can we can really say. Hey, about this one. Yeah, not Shall much we... else. I mean, apart from the cinematography, as usual, is just amazing. Oh, Love it. This there's some really great shots yeah. in this one. Like there, there's one shot in particular I think that I really enjoyed. Was it in Was it in this one? Like I feel like there's like a, a really nice wide shot that gives you. Like, you know, uh, Fennec on one end and then, you know, Mando and Calican on the other. I feel like there's a shot like that. I think so. And I think there was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I watched, I watched, just for context, I watched the episodes almost a week ago because I <laughs> haven't had, couldn't, didn't have time to watch them right beforehand. Sorry in advance, everyone. Um, but, but yeah, no, the cinematography is beautiful and I feel like, like, you know, um, Baz and uh, Dave work together mm. beautifully uh, in capturing Tatooine and making yeah. it look the same as it always has. It was beautiful. The shot where Mandalorian is walking through the the town and you <gasps> see the helmets, the Stormtrooper yes, helmets. on the spikes. Yeah, you see the back end first as because it's shooting towards the Mandalorian and then you see the Mandalorian's point of view. Mm-hmm. And you just see these helmets on spikes and you're yeah, like, that was powerful. Yeah. I really, I really liked that shot. And that was, that was one of the first shots we, we got ever of the Mandalorian. Yeah. That was in the, in the trailer. It was. When the, fir- when the first trailer came out, that was one of the sh- most striking images and it was in like the first 10 seconds. Mm. Um, and yeah. And here it is in episode, uh, episode five. five yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, very powerful stuff. Yeah, so very that good. that shot is just that's that's an amazing shot. Um, yeah. I really I really like that particular shot specifically. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome because it, it also helps to serve as a reminder of you know we're not long. I mean, all we we it's obvious, but just as like yeah, just as a reminder of we're not long since at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. In the fall of the empire, you know, exactly. and the rising and the rising of the new republic, you yeah, know, it's exactly right. It's all it's all still very fresh. Yeah. So I will also yeah. mention one little quick um, scene, um, which I found like I had a good giggle out of it. Um, the scene where they use the the binoculars um, to look to see where what was down below. Where the yes. Tuscan Raider was. Yes, I forgot about the Tuscan Raiders, yes. And Calican's looking through the binocular for that, and he's saying something. I've forgotten the line. But then Mandalorian turns around and is like, why don't you tell him yourself? And he's yeah, like, wait, yeah. what? Looks up, turns to the left, and cut. And all of a sudden there's a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> and it's kind of that's kind of a throwback to A New Hope, right? You know, when the Tuscan Raider, like, you know, Luke's looking through his binoculars. Yeah. And then one all of a sudden appears in front of him. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it was, that was, that was like a funny was, moment for me. <laughs> that was funny. And then, yeah. And then on top of that one, what man, you know, Mando's like, we have to trade with them in order to cross their lands to get to Fennec. And he gives him Calican's 
He's uh, like, let me, let me, let me, let me have a look at your binoculars. He's like, why? Just, just give it to me. He's like, just... grabs it and then passes it out to the t- yeah. Tuscan Raider. And I love this. Like they <laughs> go on. He's, well, he's like they. He's like they. They're, hey, those were new. And he's like, not now. They're not. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> no, they're not. They're anymore. not anymore. <laughs> and I, yeah, I love the. Funny. I love the the sign language interaction that they have with the Tuscan yeah, Raider. Yeah, cool. And like, I wasn't expecting Mando to actually know that. And it was it was really Me nice. Either. Yeah, it was really nice to see them just having that conversation. And there's Calican yeah. watching them do this. They're like, it's like what's what's going, what's going on? on? What are, like yeah. are you guys talking? What is it? <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was really clever, and especially because I feel like that's the first time we've seen, uh, at least in the live action, like communication between, you know, so, like well. Between a Tuscan Raider yeah. and anyone, yeah. Um, so that was that was cool. Yeah, I really I really like that. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. We've got three episodes to go. Yeah. Uh, starting with ep- uh, chapter six, the prisoner, uh, directed by Rick Famuyiwa, story by Christopher Yost, teleplay by Christopher Yost and Rick Famuyiwa, and cinematography by Baz. Idoween. I'm just going to say Idoween. It's like Tatooine. Like Baz, the Bazman. Um, yes. So Ooh, the basic okay. premise of this, yes. this is a fun one. Yes. So yes, basically Mando uh, is in need of more work, more money, I suppose, um, while he's on the run. Uh, and he stops by an old friend uh, and his new crew of um, of gangsters, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or or bounty hunters, and they're um, you know they're they're they have to team up to uh, rescue uh, someone from a a New Republic prison, mm-hmm. um, and again things really just don't go according to plan. Nope. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a heist episode, yes. Fulia. Um, kind of- what did you? Th- it kind of reminded me. <laughs> sorry, I just cut you off because I was yeah, just okay. excited to talk about it. No, keep going, <laughs> going. I was just gonna. You, you beat me. You, you're cutting out the middleman. Yeah. I was gonna ask you what you thought, and I shouldn't have said anything. That's fine. Tell, tell me everything. Okay, so it kind of reminded me of Firefly in a way. The way yeah. the way that they do this heist, where you know they're going from ship to ship and trying to mm-hmm. they're they're trying to help uh, a, a prisoner that to escape essentially yes um yes. so the f- I, the moment i saw bill burr yeah just show up i was like oh Love i know that man i know him <laughs> he's probably so excited to be in this particular in this show yeah i bet <laughs> probably I geeking bet. out when he was doing the show yeah um that his character mayfield yes he, i really liked he had an authoritarian like leadership personality and yet he was still afraid of being the leader is what a little is, bit is what i got from him yeah no a little bit because i feel like you know uh because man mando obviously has a reputation mm. um and even though we're you know uh, mayfield's or mayfeld is introduced um as being the new kind of leader the new guy taking point yeah um, he, you, you know, he knows that, that Mando used to run the show when they were doing heists back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, he. Uh, you're right. He definitely he's in charge, but at the same time, he's kind of he feels threatened. If 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 Mando, yeah, if <laughs> Mando says something or does something, he kind of defaults to him a little bit. Mm. Not not like whether he means to or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The it's such an interesting. I kind of love the fact that you know this is kind of also providing us with some more backstory on Mando and you know what his life has been like Mm. um and it's 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 good for his i guess character development as well because you know he used to just be a straight up bounty hunter like does the job no questions asked if whether it's you know it's by the books or not Mm -hmm. uh doesn't matter uh but ever since he met the child he has you know his uh, perception of the world has changed because now he's he really has without even meaning to kind of taken on this role as caregiver as father essentially to baby yoda um so he's not thinking just for himself anymore he's thinking for the child and like he needs to be there and so he you see like it's 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 shown so well how concerned he is for baby yoda's well-being like, you know, Definitely. he's not okay. He's not okay leaving Baby Yoda behind on the ship mm-hmm. while he goes into this prison. Things could go wrong. He could, you know, he could lose Baby Yoda in all of this. Exactly. Baby Yoda could even die. Like, it's just, it's not, he's not okay with it the whole time. So the fact that now he's become a parent, basically, mm. it's just really, you know, it, even though this is something that he used to do on the regular it's he it's it's, comple- be, it's a completely new spin on the whole thing. He still you know? has to be careful about yeah. what he does because there could be consequences. Yeah, so it's really it really kind of helps to advance his character in terms of you know bringing bringing some kind of um, sensitivity to him and you know making him more complex. Like he's not just a straight up bounty hunter, you know, in it for himself. Yeah. He he has someone else to think about. Um, and, and, and you can see that he cares for others and, you know, and the, cause there's that random new Republic guard that's in the base. And as soon as he finds out, he's like, well, I thought you said this was going to be, you know, there was not going to be any humans here or anybody like any life forms here. Yeah. Like he's like, he, he's, he does everything he can to stop this guard from getting killed. Yeah. Even though, even though he probably knows it's for not cause you know, he's surrounded by criminals. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so I yeah I really kind of liked all that mm. that aspect of of his um, of his character in this episode. Zian is a very very <laughs> I don't know how how do I describe her um, um, <laughs> very slinky character, promiscuous, very, yes, suggest suggestive, uh, and, and she just does not take any BS. At all doesn't take it doesn't take any yes she's very much in an an independent twilight if you're gonna call her one <laughs> um, she she lives by her own rules mm-hmm. um, and I find it so hard to believe that her and Mando had a fling I know <laughs> at one point I'm like you two no yeah no <laughs> I don't buy it I don't buy oh, and it that comment that the comment that Mayfeld makes when they see baby Yoda. They're like, did you two make this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this the fruit of your loins? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's very funny. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. But no, um, Natalia Tenner playing Zian is she's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah. Do you know you know who she is, right, Folia? It escapes me. I don't know. Okay, that's okay. Uh, she is one Nymphadora Tonks. That's right. I'm like, yes. I know that name looks familiar. <laughs> I just couldn't put um, my finger on it. Yes. And she's also in Game of Thrones. Yes, that's um, true. Yes. For for a couple of seasons yep. as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, she's she's having the time of her life playing Jian. Yeah. Like having so much fun. Like she's a great character. Um, not a great person, no. but a great character, yeah. I think. Um, so this whole I, yeah. process of this particular episode is they've got, they're trying to find Xian's brother. Yes. Who is the imprisoned Qu- one. Yes. I don't know if it's pronounced Kin or Quinn. I think it's Quinn. I think so. I, I think it's, I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's Quinn. Yeah, we'll just say it's Quinn. Quinn, yeah. Um, on IMDb, it's spelled Q I N. Yes. Uh, As, so, I assume, so, like, if it's got, if it doesn't have the U, it'd be Kin. I think it's Kin. That's what I. But I don't remember them saying Kin in the episode. Ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We're horrible at this. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should. Re- yeah, I should yes. be remembering better. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. At least we're both bad at this. Um. Yeah, so yeah, so they have to go they have to go rescue mm. him and he is a, you know, a, clearly a former member of the the heist crew. Oh yeah. Uh, cuz he and Mando clearly have a history as soon as they they see each other and then he immediately locks him in his cage and they try to leave him behind cuz they're like, well, screw you. Yeah, you know, exactly. You've, you're not one of us anymore. Hey, you deserve this. And you deserve this, you know, cuz yeah, it seems like they don't really fully explain it, but it sounds like uh yeah, Mando betrayed them, mm. and, or at least betrayed Qu- Quinn. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Quinn. Um, yeah, and got him got him locked up in that prison. The one to thing begin with, so. I just I don't get with this particular crew is they're supposed to be going through undetect- undetected, and yet Mister Berg decides the moment a little mini droid rolls out. He has to shoot it down, which attracts, <laughs> which attracts the droids to come yeah. and find them. Yeah. It's like, dude, just let it roll on by. Don't worry about it. It's like a little rat. Leave it. <laughs> yeah. He can't, he, he can't help he himself. He's, he's just too high tempered to even worry about. It. He's like, no, it's got to go. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then there's that moment where he picks one up off the ground and then throws it at the other one, and they blow up. And, yeah. and he feels very proud of himself when he walks away. He does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I really enjoyed Clancy Brown as Bird. Yeah. He was, he was quite good. I also really liked Richard Ayoade as Zero, the the droid, uh, the droid um, that you know Mando, of course, is not happy about because we all know <laughs> He's, he hates yes, droids. He's like no droids. Why is there a droid? Why is he piloting? Yes. <laughs> Why is he doing this? This is not good. I, he can't be trusted. Richard, uh, Richard was the probably a great pick for that particular droid. Like the yeah. the way that the droid was just speaking. His uh, voice zero, is great. It's, oh my goodness! And he, and he's always very you know he's sus and he's curious. He finds this um, uh, this hologram that's that's coming from ah uh, oh, his name escapes me um, grief Karga. and he's like because it's glitchy he's trying to find a way to make it so that it, he can actually listen to the whole thing mm. 
that that droid, I was just like, okay, I understand why Mando says no droids. <laughs> yes, he's he's a sneaky fucker. <laughs> it's like very very get sneaky. Him out. <laughs> yes, get him gone. And then you know, sorry, you were gonna say no, no, go. go on. Okay, I was gonna say, and then. You know, we especially don't like him when he's about to kill Baby Yoda. Yes, that's right, where, right I, where I was. End. Where I was gonna. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was gonna go. It's like the moment he finds out that there's actually something on the ship that isn't yeah. someone else. Yeah. And he finds Baby Yoda just standing. Well, yeah, there. and he f- and he figures out after he deciphers Grief Karga's message, he figures out that Baby Yoda is highly valuable. Mm. And wants to, you know, kill it and bring it to whomever will pay him the most. But Baby Yobi was um, too smart for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that moment when he goes to use the Force again, and then and then Mando shoots him from behind. And, oh, and he, looks he, look, he, look, he looks at his He looks at his head. Did I do that? <laughs> yeah. It was so great. It was so cute. Uh, bless. <laughs> bless his little baby Yodaness. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, and then once. He delivers uh, Quinn to um, to Ranzar back at the base, and Ranzar's like, "Where are the others?" He's like, "No questions asked, right?" And he's like, "Right." And just yeah, to turn around, good. and they both they both cheat each other, they both betray each other. Where yeah, Ranzar as soon as the as soon as Mando jumps into his ship and starts to fly off. Manza's like, go and kill him. But they mm. don't realize that Quinn's got a tracking beaker planted on him until the actual tracker starts going off. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what's this? And then Ranza freaks out immediately. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and then we get to see some X-Wings in action. Yes! Which was super cool for two reasons. One being... It, they're X-Wings. Exactly. Enough said. Um, and two, all of the pilots are actually three of our directors. directors. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We get that. to see, yeah. I love so that. We, we get to see Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, and Deborah Chow as X-Wing pilots. Mm. And it's such a cool little uh, Easter egg. Yeah. The one uh, thing, having them there. The one thing that I will mention about those pilots um, in the gallery you know the the directors are sitting uh, in in like they're all together on, in the same room. And Dave mm-hmm. Filoni was actually talking about that particular episode where they were, you know, insisting that he was he be part and do some acting. And he was very um, shy about it. He didn't like the idea of it, but he yeah. did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he, they did a good job. Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah. He did. It's fun. Like how cool. <laughs> you're 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 in Star Wars like, now. You're, you're not just I know. behind the you're scenes. You're not just behind the scenes. You're actually in it and you're immortalized in it. And it's Yeah. That would That's that it. for me. Even if I was in a mask and you wouldn't know that it was me, I'd want to mm-hmm. be in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be incredible. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay. Anything else we want to talk about? The prisoner or shall we move on? I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. Pen- penultimate episode for you. Talk yes. us through it. Chapter 7, The Reckoning, directed by Deborah Chow, written by John Favreau, cinematography by Greg Greg Frazier and Baz Iodine. Uh, oh, my goodness. Sorry, Iodine. I, I, now I'm screwing <laughs> it up now. 
Okay. I feel like we're going to have to like make a super cut of all the times we've attempted to say his name and, and messed it up. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bez. We love Mr. you. Baz, Bezza. We love you, Bezza. <laughs> we freaking love you. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so The Reckoning, uh, second last episode uh, of season one, sees uh, Mando and the child uh, return to, I remember the name of the bounty hunter planet, uh, Navarro. Navarro, that's right. I knew it started Navarro. with an N, but I didn't, I kept thinking Nevada for some reason. <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, very similar. Yeah, very close. Um, yeah, but but they're not returning alone because uh, you know basically uh, so because grief Carga gets in touch with with Mando again and offers a compromise to be like, look, if you come back to Navarro and and give the client mm. the child or you know or, or you know we can figure out a way around this so you know we we won't come after you you'll you'll be safe yeah you'll be fine um but but mando's just you know he's not going to uh you know go in there lightly so he rounds up caradoon and and queel uh, yeah. as well and surprise guest ig11 i know back and from the dead mando was very surprised himself to see him oh. alive because it's Very like the last surprised. he remembered was he shot him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Because not he great. was about to kill Baby Yoda. Yes. So, yeah. Understandable. That was, t- that was a tense moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we all, again, we all know how Mando feels about drawing. Yes. Um, but we get a nice little uh, montage of, of uh, Quill reprogramming him, building him again, making him work and, and, train- and then he's, training him. He's explaining this to Mando, you yes. know, through his little storytelling ways. Yes. And just seeing the, he, seeing, he is speaking. Just seeing the <laughs> montage itself was a nice sort of break, I suppose, mm. from everything that's been going on. And just yeah. getting a little bit of a giggle out of IG-11 trying to reprogram himself to be a good droid. <laughs> yes. And actually he's, be he's, useful. <laughs> yes, he's being he's being trained to be a nurse droid. Yes. Um, uh, to, you know, to help help Quill uh, on his little settlement there. Um, that one time and, he's yeah. trying to set, a, set a, a crate down, but this poor little reptile lizard thing gets squashed <laughs> in the meantime yeah. because yeah. of it. And Quill's just looking at him is like, no... No. And then, yeah. And then later on when he figures out how to properly, you know, move it so it doesn't, he doesn't squash the the little creature is, is really sweet. And then watching him serve tea as well, learning how to do that. And yeah. And just, you know, his base function is no longer to, to kill anymore. No, 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 he's no longer a bounty hunter droid. So that's very, very cool. And then we get to see a completely different side of IG-11, except he's still the straightforward you know, droid that we we met during episode one, yep. but he's you know he's he's not going to kill or self destruct no. at all anymore. Uh, <laughs> not yet, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's really it's really good that uh, I mean I'm glad that Cara Dune doesn't take much convincing to come uh, to Navarro with with um, Mando, but it was almost too quick because she was like, man, I'm good out here. I'm okay. I've got. I've. I'm away from the empire. I'm away from the war. I'm retired. I'm done. And then, as soon as Mando's like, 
yeah, so this this guy I'm going to go kill, he's an he's ex-empire, and she's like, I'm in. <laughs> like, straight away, she's just like, screw it, I'm in. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, so it was really good to see to see her come back as well and then to 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 see grief Kaga too you know the, i really like the the fact that they were able to kind of resolve their issues because i really like him carl weathers is so good in this series yeah definitely um i, I love you know mando <laughs> like the way every, he every says time. It's like, mando. every time like mando it's so good <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so good. And I really, I'm really like, gr- glad that he came around to, you know, not kill, uh, well, after, not kill Mando or he, Kara. After he has a near death experience, he, you know, know, it's like, come on. <laughs> yes. And then Baby Yoda gets, heals him. Yes, gets to see, gets to see Baby Yoda use the force. Mm. Um, that was pretty kind of like harrowing little scare of a moment with those like dragon lizard Ooh, things. Yeah, swimming. yeah, that was intense. Um, except like, except it was a little cliche when he's like, you know, uh, Grief Cargo, I don't remember what he says, but his line is something like, you know, everything's going to be fine. And then he gets swooped by oh, this yeah. dragon. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, of okay. course, that's of a little course. on the nose. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Um, but that was a really intense moment because it's just like well shit we're out here and like we can't we can barely see these things and yeah uh, yeah that was and then they lost a couple of their you know their blurgs i remember the name yeah of the, the blurg that's the little, right blurg the little two the two-footed dinosaur little thingy mm. is a blurg they lost one of them and i think one, one of the of, bounty hunters as well one of grief's bounty bounty hunters is all, also died mm. but yeah but no and then that moment of like i just he's like Baby Yoda's walking up to try and heal grief, and he's just like, "It's trying to eat me." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, man, the fuck up!" Yeah, and Quill's not- just like, "No, no, wait. I think he's trying just to wait. help you. <laughs> he's trying to help." And then we, and then that was actually the first time in a live action uh, Star Wars we we got to see Force healing mm. um, because that episode came out the same week that Rise of Skywalker came out. Because uh, obviously a, a lot of that movie is centered around force healing. Yeah. Um, so they kind of had to do a quick like, oh shit, we need to show force healing so people people don't go, oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Um, it, it it's a legitimate thing. Uh, so that was really really cool. Um, and I'm yeah, and like I said before, I, I I'm glad that grief came around to to Mando's side and how he you know he killed those bounty hunters before they could kill him and Kara. Um, yeah, and take Baby Yoda away. So, um, but then you know things at the end of the episode get pretty intense. Oh yeah, you know because they go to the client <clears throat> to try and, you know, Mando's like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna kill him and we're gonna take Baby Yoda and it's gonna be fine. Um, but then there's a million stormtroopers in the town, uh, and then inside guarding the client, uh, and then our big big villain arrives. Moff Gideon oh, in, yes. his, in his TIE his fighter. TIE fighter, which looks so cool. <laughs> um, with his army of, of, of stormtroopers, most of them wearing the usual white, and then some of them wearing black, all black stormtrooper Ooh, outfits. The black stormtroopers looked mm. intense. Super they intense. looked so threatening. Yeah. Oof. Super, super, super threatening. Um, yeah, so that's so things go off the rails pretty quick because uh, Moff Gideon decides that, you know, he's done with the client. He's done with Werner Herzog. Bye-bye. 
um, yeah. and we 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 here have him no longer. No, uh, yeah, exactly. And then our our heroes are pinned down in the bar, and then we get a a, a awful cliffhanger, which we had to wait a week to have resolved well, when I, we initially watched it. <laughs> you didn't. Okay, well I did. Because you didn't have Disney Plus. No, when I didn't. I went straight <laughs> but away. Now this time I, around, it's going to be different. Yes. Um, yes. You're going to be doing week to week suffer with me. Um, <laughs> yes, because it was it was very upsetting. Yeah. The, the way this the way this episode ends with the death of poor Quill. Yeah. I cried. Me too. The first time me I watched too. it. Yeah. Because he was so close Ma- to getting to the ship. He was so close. Yeah, just the way Mando's calling out for him. He's like, Quill, respond, Quill, yeah. come in. Oh, man, that was heartbreaking. And then they just, yeah, and but it's it's shot so well. Like, I love the way, um, you know. It sort of cuts between Deb- them both. Yeah, Deborah and Greg and Baz have all kind of collaborated to kind of make this, build this tension really nicely with the cutting back and forth mm. between uh, the two events happening simultaneously. Yeah. It was really well done. And the fact that we don't see Quill die but we you know we see the shot of him after he's been killed yeah. and um, but we don't need to see it and it really kind of it actually i think it's a lot more effective oh definitely that way yeah yeah so powerful but so sad like you know didn't didn't expect that to happen at all no nah, neither did um I. yeah so things are yeah so that week period between <laughs> this episode and the last one was not a fun time <laughs> Just, just being like, oh my god, they're they're pinned, they're pinned down, and now Quill's dead, and Moff Gideon has Baby Yoda. Oh my god! No, no, Moff Gideon is waiting to get Baby Yoda. No, I know, bi- I know. The Black Scouts were the ones that went out to grab no, no, him. No, I know, no, I know. But I, oh, well, in, I, what in, I, like, I mean, generalized. Yes, I understand. Yes. I was gener- generalizing. Yes, yes. Because like you know, we didn't know when we were watching it originally that the where the episode was going to pick up. Mm. Uh, then you know the next week. So just in general terms. Yes, yes, I understand. You know, the bad guy, the bad guys had <laughs> had Baby Yoda, and we were all very panicked. Yes, oof. um, definitely, yes. I can okay. see that. Yes, shall we move on to the final episode now? Yes, let's move on. Yes, final episode. Okay. This all tied all together. Ah, uh, yes, wrapping it up for season one with chapter eight. Redemption, directed by Taika Waititi, written by Jean Favreau, and cinematography by our mate Baza. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do mean. I do mean. I do mean. <laughs> Love him. Love him. Um, so this is this yes. is Taika Waititi's first episode that he's directed. Yes, this is the only episode uh, of, the of the show so far. Yeah. Yes, of the season. And I don't know if he's going to be returning as a director, hopefully. Mm. That would be nice. Um, this is far and away my favorite episode of the whole eight. Yeah, uh, a easily. lot happens. A lot happens. It's a great finale. Uh, the pacing is amazing. Like it's it's gun ho from start to finish. Yep. And I love. I just love the opening with, and it's so Taika. These two stormtroopers, the ones that took Baby Yoda from Queel. And they're hanging out outside of the city. <laughs> waiting for orders. Outside of the town, waiting for orders, waiting for whether to proceed. And they're just bantering, being funny. One of them's voiced by Jason Sudeikis, which was pretty cool. 
Um, and they're but but they're bashing Baby Yoda. They're telling him to be quiet and stuff. And the and other the that, other one was upsetting. Like, I want to see it. You got to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, the banter between them is so funny, and it's like I said, it's so Taika. It's it's it's, it's, it's just... a nice sort of icebreaker before the the tension that's going to continue and, on with. Yeah, and from the tension we just had exactly as well. exactly. Yeah. I did really enjoy that. So it was it was a nice way to sort of it, it sort of takes you off guard of what's going to eventually happen in that episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, here we go. We're going to have a little laugh here. This is definitely a Taika episode. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're yes, having you that. Have, they're having that little banter between each other. They're arguing over who gets to see this freaking uh. <laughs> this Yoda and <laughs> and. And like I said earlier, you know, this a lot of there's been a lot of references to the fact that stormtroopers can't shoot. Yes, and then they start here, having their own little shooting practice at a tin can. Oh my god! And they miss. It's so funny. And they're not even that far away. They're so close to it, and like they're he's barely trying to. Aim. I know. Like it's the laziest aiming they, I've ever and seen. And they look at each other and they just shrug their shoulders and they just keep. They just. Doing. They don't even comment on it. They don't even comment on it. Like they know they can't shoot, and it's it's so funny. And then when when uh when IG Eleven rocks up to save Baby Yoda, you know the the stormtrooper has to get right up in IG's face to even think he has a chance to take the droid out you know like it's it's genius it's so funny i love i love the fact that we've been ragging on stormtroopers this entire first season it makes me so happy oh yeah i love it's it it's hilarious it. yes but basically the the premise of this whole episode from here on in is uh IG rescues baby Yoda uh, and our heroes find a way out um, of the, you know, their little bunker that they're stuck mm. in. Uh, so they have, to, after some... they have to take the sewers. Yes, they have to take the sewers to get out. Um, you know, but then they're, you know, they're still, they're still not free. Um, they, they, they run into the armorer in the sewers, and then she, she declares that Mando and the child are a clan of two, yep. a clan of two. We learn we learn that Mando's real name is Din Djarin. Yes. Um, we get to see his face for the first time. Oh man! Because After an epic he almost battle. Because yeah, because he almost dies. Um, and then yeah, and then they get out, and IG Eleven self destructs. Uh, and yeah, and there's and there's a bit of a clash between uh, Din and uh, and Moff Gideon. Um, but things things end happily, but Moff Gideon is alive at the end. So yeah, yeah there's there's a lot to love in this episode. There's so much going on in this episode. Yeah, I will say that the the moment that uh, that Din is like starting to give up because he's like yeah. take take the child, get out of here, save yourself, save the kid. Let me, I can hold them off. But IG Eleven stays back. Because he wants to help him, yeah. And he just that moment of the fact that he has, he's like, "I need to remove your helmet to save you," and he's like, brings out his blaster. He's like, "Don't you dare!" Yeah. It's like no living thing has ever removed this helmet, and he's like, "But I'm not a living thing." Yeah. And then he sort of thinks about <laughs> it for a moment. He's like, "Well, that is true." <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like Janet in the Good Place. It's like not a girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. It's like, 
and it's it's not even a it's not even a comical scene it's it's literally just him stating fact and yeah and din's just like just let it let it happen he's like all right yeah. fine just take he it didn't off stop yeah, him. he didn't stop him yeah. at all and yeah. i really really love that particular scene yeah um it's yeah yeah it's great yeah it's really great and it's really powerful not only because we're seeing you know din's face for the first time but um you know it's also bringing this uh droid storyline full circle because you know we basically figure that the reason mando or din now hates uh hates droids so much is because you know, he was he was nearly killed by droids when he was a child. Yeah. Uh, his parents were killed by droids, uh, so I imagine that's where that comes from. Definitely. And we we and then and so then in this episode we we get that full flashback that uh, and then and the Mandalorians coming to the rescue, which is fantastic. Um, and then to see Mando. Oh, sorry, Din. I gotta keep calling him Din now because that's his name. Uh, we see Din like actually coming around to IG Eleven and forgiving him for being what he is, mm. and you know because he doesn't. When 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 IG is like, no, I have to, I have to go I have ahead to sacrifice, and, and sacrifice myself. Yeah, I have to sacrifice myself to save to save you guys. That's the only chance of survival. Well, it's more. Um, it's more so. Because he's he's being reprogrammed to be the nurse droid, he's like, I well, need yeah. to do this to save the child. Yeah, exactly. It's his. Yeah, this 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 is his base function yeah, now. Yeah, you know, um, and so that part of his self destruct protocol has been like, you know, he he doesn't have to self destruct. Yes, not because that's, he's not in that situation, but he's like, no, well, I have to. I have to do this to protect the child. Yes. Um, and that's my main, my main command. Um, and I just love the fact that Mando, sorry, Din, fuck, <laughs> uh, Din is, you can clearly tell that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want IG to sacrifice himself. He doesn't want to lose IG 11. Yeah. But he, know, he's got, he's now gotten past that whole hatred of droids thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's him. what I, and so now yeah. he's like, he wants to hold on to him for as long as he can. But unfortunately yeah. now he's like, well, in order for you guys to get out safely, I need to do this. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Like it's, you know, he forgives, he forgives IG for what he is. Like he, he, and he accepts it and he, he's not going to hate him because he's a droid. Exactly. Um, and he, he comes to learn that now not all droids are bad and untrustworthy. Yeah. It's um, just their programming. Droid, droids. It's just their programming. And Quill explains that before he dies as well, uh, beautifully yes. in the previous episode, you know. Um, it's, so yeah, IG-11 it's re- gets really nice. one hell of a poetic ending, like, honestly. He does. <laughs> he does. I really, I really, yeah. It was sad to see him go and it, uh, because, like, he he's so wonderful and, you know, Taika does such a great job, uh, you know, performing mm. him. And I really like that, you know, when he comes in, actually, earlier in the episode, when he comes in on the on the the speeder with baby Yoda and baby Yoda's ears are flopping in the wind. And, <laughs> he's enjoying himself. And <laughs> he's enjoying himself. And IG's like, you know, just shooting up everyone as he's going oh, through. And I, I love, love the way he, his design of how he like spins around every which way. Yeah. And it like, it's so cool. It so so I'm going to, I'm, def- I'm going to miss that. Definitely. In, in I am definitely going to miss that too. Um, yeah. I have to admit the scene, like this is probably going back a bit. The scene where he, the, um, these the flame trooper 
comes in with the oh, white and yeah. red. That is menacing. Coming was, in with yeah. a full-on freaking flamethrower, just burning out the whole place. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. was intense yeah. for me. It was such a moment, too, because... Uh, like this is uh, the first time we've seen this kind of stormtrooper exist for one. And then again, it's baby Yoda stepping up and using the force that shot of him in like the left side of the frame and the flames all engulfing pretty much the entire of that, of that frame of that, of that shot. Yeah. It's only, it only lasts for like three seconds, but it's gorgeous. It does. Oh, it's so good. So, loved it. Yeah. Absolutely I loved, loved it. it. Such a moment, yeah. yeah. And like now, I'm just picking and choosing scenes here. When yeah, once they it. get down to the sewer, and uh, IG Eleven and Din come through, and you know, Kara and Grief were just like, "Oh, thank goodness he's alive." Um, the moment when they when Din sees these pile of Mandalorian armor. Oh yeah, that was emotional. Oh man, I looked at that thinking, "Oh my goodness." Um, they've sacrificed their identities to save their own lives or, or not, e- or or not, not even, even they've been, or they've, or they've just been, been killed. Yeah. And it, it's just that one that it's just like going through my head. It's like, did they get out of there safely? Did they die? Then you see one of the helmets has got a bloody bullet shot, like a blaster shot yeah. through it. So you, you think that most of these Mandalorians were killed. I think they were, I personally, I kind of took it as, the all the helmets in the pile represented dead Mandalorians yeah. because they they wouldn't take I don't think they would take their their helmets off I think they would rather die I mean Din Din said he would rather die than remove his helmet mm. and it nearly came to that but then the armorer does mention that some of them did actually get away yeah by um, removing so, their their armor so that they they don't they removed it. Did she did, did she actually say pretty, they took up I'm, their I'm armor? I'm pretty sure she said some managed to get away safely by removing their helmets. Like, oh. but obviously before they went out. God, maybe I misunderstood. Sorry, so no maybe one, I so, misunderstood So that. nobody actually knows whether they were Mandalorian or not. So that's why they got away safely. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I did. I'm sorry. I like. Yeah. I clearly. <laughs> I clearly misinterpreted oh, no, that scene because like, after watching it, because I I watched it again. Like the last few episodes that I had left, I watched them yesterday, and just listening to what she actually said this time around, I actually understood what she said, and I was paying okay. attention. This yeah. So she literally did say that some of them did make it out alive to safety. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Hang on, I found the quote on IMDb. Yeah, man, uh, Din says, did you do this, did you, to Grief Cargo? And Grief is like, no. And then the armor is just like, it was not his fault. We revealed ourselves. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize that's what she meant. I thought she meant like, we revealed, because you know how they were in hiding? Mm. I thought it meant like, you know, because we came, we came out of hiding because she says we knew what what could happen if we left the covert. Yeah, which means you know they left their they left their secret underground base. Yeah, exactly. Um, she said the Imperials arrived shortly thereafter. This is what resulted. So I took so I've taken that as because they made themselves known, not because they took off their helmets. I what she's saying is because they came out and you know and saved Din from being killed by the bounty hunters in Episode Three. Yeah. That's what she's talking about. So and then so Din then says, "Did any survive?" Um, 
and the armorer says, I hope so, some may have escaped off-world. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you can interpret that both the way yeah. you have taken it, by them taking their helmets off, but I and then I've interpreted it as it was that she's talking about when they not revealed their faces, but revealed that they existed in Navarro, yeah, I guess. Yeah, That's So I guess, you yeah, you can interpret it both ways, I Definitely, think. Definitely, yeah. Um, but you're right, that moment is so... Like, just Din's reaction. It's very emotional. When he's, it's so emotional. Yeah. yeah. And harrowing. Harrowing is a word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> harrowing is definitely a word. Um, one of my favorite moments of... Just to bring some levity back for a moment. One of, one of my favorite moments of the episode is, uh, you know, after after IG has self-destructed and uh, they our, our, our band of heroes come through on the on the boat mm-hmm. um, and see the devastation and then but then you know Moff Gideon's tie fighter is coming for them um, <laughs> grief is like make the make the baby do the yeah. magic hand thingy <laughs> and then he just he's like do the magic hand thingy waves. and he waves at him and then baby Yoda just goes, eh, and waves at oh I when I saw that the first time last year I squealed <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, never, ever is there ever going to be something as cute as that. <laughs> Everyone else, go home. Definitely. Uh, baby baby Groot who? Yes. Like, literally. <laughs> that moment was so good. I just I just lost it. So season two is going to be good for more Baby Yoda moments Oh, yes. Like that, 100%. I think. I can't but wait. I loved, I loved that. Um, what did you think of Moff Gideon? Uh in these last two episodes. Oh man, Moff Gideon, he's he's an intense man. Um yes. Like he's like just he, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to <laughs> kind of hard to explain. He's 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 a villain. He's a villain. He's got the he's got this power about him that is it's it's kind of like he's he's kind of like Darth Darth Vader but not as I think not as probably not as powerful. He's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like Count Dooku. Yes, a little bit. Yes, yeah, that's a good way to, comp- you know, because as we know, at, in the final moments of season one, he emerges from the wreckage of the tie tie fighter with a dark saber. Yeah. When I oh, oh. <laughs> that, that saber sword, I call it a saber sword. That saber, oh saber that sword, saber sword. Oh damn. <laughs> Man, I uh, want one. <laughs> I think everybody wants one. <laughs> that um, looks so that cool. was that was huge. Ooh, yeah, like the first the first time seeing a dark saber in live action Star Wars, um, the Star Wars community lost their ever loving mind. Oh yeah, when that when that happened, in- we all instead did. of the inside the actu- the inside of the blade being white and then have the external glowing color, it's yeah. inverted. It's kind of, it's inverted, yeah. And it's yeah. just so cool to see that thing mm. pierce through that TIE fighter armor Ooh. and cut its way through it. I'm like, it was. Oh. And then that final, that final shot of him standing over the wreckage holding the Darksaber and, and then cut to credits. Like, Powerful. Whew, you know, so good. You know, something bad's about to happen in the next season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be coming back with a vengeance. Oof. But yeah, I love I love Giancarlo Esposito. I mean, he's made a name for himself in recent years for playing villains uh, very well. Yeah, so uh, it's, he's, it's he's so done, cool to he's see done him in this. Moff Gideon, 
one hell of a, you know, I, I give him lot, one hell of a yeah, job. Hell of a job. Give him kudos. All the kudos for that. All the kudos. <laughs> all of the kudos in the world. <sighs> no, no yes, Beskar. It's... Just kudos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no Beskar for you. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think the only thing uh, about the ending, I guess, it was a, a little abrupt. Like I found it, you know, interesting that that um that Din and the trail just kind of left Kara and grief behind. Like, and he flew away on his his jetpack. Um, back to the, the Razor Crest. Yeah, and- like, here's the thing. That whole, the thing that the armorer said, that you don't use this jetpack until you know you feel you are ready to use it because your jetpack will know if you're ready. Yeah, and you do get a sense of him not being ready when he takes on that TIE fighter. Yeah. Um, you, you definitely get that. Uh, and I suppose it's it's... He's he's you know he's okay when he's just flying in a straight line, but when you're flying and and fighting at the same time, like clearly there's some kind of symbiotic relationship going on between the jetpack and him. Yeah. Um, like it's more than just a machine. Yeah. Um, which is uh, that's I think that's so cool. I had no idea. Which means Boba Fett in the original trilogy, that's what he had. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's cool. Um, I like yeah. it. I re- I think it's really really cool. But um, yeah. So. I don't know what el- what else. I feel like that's is that all we've we've got for episode eight. Pretty much, I think just maybe as an overall, as mm. an overall season. How did you think mm. it went? Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is this is easily one of the best first seasons of television of of any show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the best Star Wars properties ever made. Yep. Easily. Like it's it's so it's so much fun. It's so enjoyable. It uh, it's so clever, well written, well performed, well shot. Um, I just it's it's just so cool. Like it's it just it's it's so and it's so Star Wars and it treats its fans with respect. Um, you know, it knows like John Favreau knows what Star Wars fans want. Yeah. So does Dave Filoni, especially. Um, and they've assembled such an incredible team to to bring this show to life yeah. and bring it bring it to us like it's such an it's such a wonderful addition to the Star Wars canon and I had no I had no idea it was going to be this good like I I was excited when it was announced um you know back in what 20 2018 uh that we were going to get this show but I, I I don't think any of us were fully prepared for how just how good it was going to be yeah like, man it's it's just it's cinema worthy this is how amazing is. the whole series is and and you know, and the visual effects we haven't really touched on too no. much, but the shots, the shots of the Razor Crest, example, for example, in action, um, the ATST, like all of the anything that's CG in this, and there's not a lot of CG in this. Like the 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 practical effects are incredible as yeah. well, but like just it's so it's so good. It looks yeah, you're right. It's cinematic. Yeah, it's definitely. It's exactly it's exactly what it is. Um, and I feel like now we should take the time to mention two really cool things that we haven't really mentioned as much as we th- I thought we would yet. The end credits of every episode. Yes. yes. Showing, showing the storyboard artwork. Oh, man. Those artists are amazing. So cool. I love that. It's, it's, it's so cool. And it's, it, it's kind of like what, what I really like about it is the fact that it's it's a it's a new it's a fresh modern take on an old trope. Like in so many 
TV shows from yesteryear, you know, the 80s and 70s, when they run the credits, they show you still images from that episode yeah. to be like, this is what you just watched. But here we have this, this you know, modern day sci-fi Western, basically, you know, recapping the events with this beautiful artwork that moves as well. It, like it's it's almost animated a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then set to the fucking epic score, oh, man. Oh, man. I, like, every every time, like, every episode that I watched, I literally watched through the credits as well. Like, I did not continue to the next episode until the credits had finished. Like, same, and, and same, it, every and time. It wasn't, and it wasn't just because of the music. It was because of the, the storyboard that was being shown. And... Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And the fact that they lined up the credits to whenever the picture of that character popped up with, yeah. and they put the actor's name in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, so I love it. So cool. <laughs> so cool, right? Yeah. It's just, it's it's beautiful. It's, it's beautifully done. I just love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, we need to shout out, again, Ludwig uh, Göransson yes. and his score. Oh, yeah. So he he's an Oscar-winning uh Oh, what a composer, I suppose. Um, he he did the score for Black Panther and won the Oscar for that. Um, so that's what he's kind of been most known for doing. And well-deserved. He did Honestly, well-deserved. So well. I mean, the score for Black Panther is amazing yeah. as well. Um, but his score in this, like, it's... You can see where he's paying homages to John Williams and his iconic score, but he's not, he's not imitating. He's putting his own spin yes. on it. He's keeping it fresh. The, he's putting the like what I like about what he did with Black Panther as well is just like throwing in these elements of electronic and like electronica and and hip hop beats almost mm. into it. Like, wow, God, what episode was it? The one where he's 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 fighting the Mudhorn, yeah. The and there's like this staticky loud music going on in the background as as Mando's fighting the Mudhorn. Yes. I thought that was super yeah. cool, and it and like put me on edge. Oh yeah, hundred you know? percent. The the yeah. this the score throughout the whole show is just amazing, and it really it really takes you into the scene. Like yeah. Every and keeps you every there. time, and there's like different iterations of the actual theme music going through, mm. and you can hear it. So you you mm -hmm. pick up on it and. I love that about that about yeah. this show. I yeah. absolutely love it. Um, the every time I hear the score, just gives me chills. No matter how many it's, times I hear it's it, great. it's the best thing I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah, and it's like, I just I don't know. It's like probably my favorite score of any of any movie or show that I've heard. I just oh, you love it that I love much. It that much because yeah, I can I listen you. to it over and over and not get sick of it at all. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's just, oh, man, I just, I, I can't express how much passion I have for this. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Okay, Fulia, so what are your thoughts on, on season one as a whole then before we wrap up? Uh, I Look, I loved it from start to finish. Um, I Watching it twice through, I can easily go back and watch it again and again and easily just be engaged each time um i reckon the more i watch it obviously i'm going to memorize more of the quotes 
a bit better because it takes it takes <laughs> me that many times to actually remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. There's only cert- there'll be certain lines that are that are very memorable for me that I'll be able to quote. But when it comes mm-hmm. to like each episode, it, there's only like one or two lines that I'll probably remember. So mm. if I if I watch it again and again, I have a feeling that once the Mandalorian ends its run as a as a show, there is no doubt that I'm definitely going to get that Blu-ray set, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, when it eventually comes out. When it eventually out, comes yeah. out. Uh, I'm definitely going to wait f- until the show is actually finished before I decide to do that. Yeah. Um, because smart. I'm pretty sure they'll bring out, bring out one hell of a collection for that. And I, especially for all of the Star Wars fans, I can't wait for that. And I've, I love Star Wars, but I've, I've never really been a huge, huge nerd about it. Um, I've only watched through the films once, I think maybe twice, but it probably specific films. Okay. And I love it, but for some reason, the Mandalorian story, it, it really hits me more than what those did as, as a whole franchise. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that it's cut down into smaller chunks into a series. Um, this could have easily been a whole film on its own. Like if they, Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is about the show. Maybe it's the character, the Mandalorian that's drawn me in because we don't really get to see him that much. You don't get to see a Mandalorian that often in the Star Wars franchise. No. So the fact that we're seeing the Mandalorian as the main character in a show yeah. is probably what's drawn me in because it's he's mm-hmm. he's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. He's the in-between. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. I, I think yeah. that's probably the reason why I'm drawn to this show and just love it so much. And I've yeah. taken so much out of it, uh, especially watching it as a filmmaker. My like, I say filmmaker, like potential, <laughs> growing F- future, future, future filmmaker. Future filmmaker. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yes. Um, just watching it from that perspective for me, it's been really exciting and very just enticing for me and. Yeah. I love every like everything about this this whole show. And I can't wait for season 2, honestly. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can't. Okay. Can't speak uh, oh I my can't goodness. speak highly enough of this show, honestly. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a five it's a 5 out of 5 from both of us, I yes. think. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh, okay. All right. I think that might uh wrap up our wrap up yes. of season 1. <laughs> A recap of, of season one of The Mandalorian. Yes. As I said at the start, season two, episode one is this Friday, the 30th of October on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't 100% wait. watching can't. it as soon as it's released. Well, the, I'm not going to be able to because I think it comes out at like five or six o'clock, like in the in evening. evening. I'm, I'm working until oh, nine. No. I'm going to have to stay off the internet oh, man. All like, right. for, for like, as soon as I mean, I'll be at work. I'll, I'll, so I'll it's make fine, sure to but... keep my mouth zipped until you say that you've watched it. 
I mean, look, feel free to send me some spoiler-free reactions okay. in Messenger. I'm, I'm not, a f- I'm, yeah, I'm not opposed <laughs> to that. Um, but I, I mean, look, I guess I'll be, I'll be at work. I won't be on my phone, so I should survive. Okay, good. good, good, um, good. Yes, yes. But I, nevertheless, both of us uh, are very excited yeah. to finally see season two <laughs> already. <laughs> cool. All right. Well. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed our our little recap and our discussion. Yes. Um, our review mm-hmm. of Mandalorian Season 1. Um, Let us know your thoughts yeah. in the comments, uh, what yes. you thought about the season, and um, if, yes. you, if you agree or disagree with, with our thoughts as well. Yeah, yeah. We'd like yeah. to hear were from you. you. Were you... Were you yelling the names of things at yeah. us when when we couldn't think of <laughs> Pretty them? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, feel free to at us mm. in the comments. Um, yes, yeah, sound off below, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Well, Fulia, what's on for the next month for you? Any any anything on the horizon? So in the next month, uh, just going to be the same old, same old until I find out that I'm also going to be rostered on to start working at, at JB Hi-Fi. Um, <laughs> so I can finally say that, um, hopefully by the time we just, by the time we come back next month, we'll be able to be in the same room. <laughs> Fingers bloody crossed. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that Oof. is one thing I am looking forward to. Me too. Oh my goodness. Um, what else is coming up? Like, I'm just going to be streaming the usual thing. I've got, uh, you know, my Twitch streams. Um, I'll be uploading some video content on YouTube. So make sure you're over there subscribed, got your notification bells on. I will mention that I was on two podcasts, um, in the last week. Uh, so for those of you who are gamer fans, Nintendo fans in general, uh, go and check out We The Gamer Cast. Um, yes which is hosted by Sean Capri, a very amazing, very kind Canadian guy, um, yes. where we talk about life and gaming and had a lot of fun. And so go check that out. And also uh, I was uh, on a live YouTube show uh, called Nintendo Talk, uh, where we spoke about uh, Nintendo gaming and of course, just life in general. I'm not sure if you've watched it back yet, Kendall. I haven't had a chance to yet. I might try. I might try and do it tomorrow because um, I have tomorrow off work. Awesome, awesome. Um, it is, a, yes, it is I, definitely yes. a lot of fun. Yes, but I did listen. You know, as you know, and I will tell yes. our listeners. I listened to We the Gamer Cast and your lovely chat with Sean Capri. Yes, was was a joy from start to finish. The Nintendo Talk video is um, with um, um, uh, Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, and Joe from Joe After Work, um, which is yes. which was a lot of fun. I've been following those two for a while now this year, specifically. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch live streams. They're, they're also Twitch mm-hmm. streamers too. They're a lot bigger than what I am right now. Definitely go check those guys out if you love your gaming as well. Definitely go check those guys out. I know I've just spruiked someone else instead of me, but they're definitely okay. worth mentioning. They're definitely yeah. worth mentioning. They said, yeah, well, Sean, I can verify that Sean is awesome. 
Um, but yes, I need to check out Nintendo Guru because yeah, yes. I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing but good things. So thank you for spruiking them. Yes, definitely go check them out. Uh, that's really it for me in the next coming month, I'd say. How about yourself, Kendall? Yeah, probably losing my mind. <laughs> I think I've got that scheduled. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a pre midlife crisis um, somewhere yep. during yep. the next the next month, and then into. Ya into December and January as I re-emerge into uh, daily lives of customers and dealing with dealing with inquiries face to face instead of over the phone and <laughs> yeah yeah so but it's it's gonna be okay we'll get yes, through it, it is. we it will is. get through it it's okay mm-hmm. um yes um yeah so work's gonna be nuts <laughs> uh that's kind of only where my brain is at the other part of where my brain is at obviously restrictions are easing in metro melbourne uh again in 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 just under two weeks mm-hmm. and we will be able to see each other in person with no restrictions and be able to podcast in person, and then I'll be able to go see my parents who live in the country. Um, so that's going to be great. And then uh, the cinemas will probably reopen as well. So counting down Yay. until I can, I can, I can sit in in a cinema anywhere in Melbourne, anywhere in Victoria, and just have some popcorn and watch it, watch, catch up on all the movies we missed while it, everything was shut. Yes. Um, because we still haven't seen Tenet, we still haven't seen Bill and Ted 3, uh, and a, yeah. And a bunch and of others. Bunch of other things, and I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I want to watch things. <laughs> we want to watch on a big screen. <laughs> big Screen. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that they decide to play Mulan on the big screen somewhere in Melbourne because I, I would really rather pay for it at the cinema than yeah, pay, pay $30 on Disney+. Plus. I'm still wait, just, I'm still waiting for the time. It's, it's like, if they don't put yeah. it out on cinema, I'm just going to wait till it goes free. It'll be free in December, so we'll, yeah. we'll be watching it then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at for the month of November. So we'll we'll see how it went when yeah. we catch up again Definitely. on the podcast in a month's time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's All it. All right. That's it. That's it. Uh, shall we try and sync this? Ready? And and that's, that's a wrap, wrap on this, on this monthly. monthly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Follow Fred the Alien merchandise. Go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows, and more. Woo! That was a full year. That was a Kendall. And, and you, you just experienced, experienced the monthly, the monthly at, at Winifred's. Winifred's. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> One after the other. <laughs> Freaking nailed it. Have fun editing that for you. Um, always, always. Always. <sighs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great we'll month. See you. Yes, have a great November. 
Good luck and Godspeed <laughs> <laughs> to all my all my fellow retail and hospo workers yes. in Melbourne. Yes. God be with you. <laughs> bye. 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 bye.